Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, issue number nine. We are back with you today, the greatest streamers that you've never heard of. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts for today, Cross, along, as always, with my colleague, Nitro. What's up, everybody? And today we have the pleasure of being joined by one of the Infinity Bros, Isaac. Isaac's... Hello, everybody. Excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, Isaac, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here. We've been talking back and forth for a long time now. We've Infinity Bros are good friends of the podcast. We've talked about you plenty of times on here before. You guys have no doubt heard us mention them. So as yeah, a... you guys, you guys have been following us on Twitch. I think since we were the Off Topic Gamers, which is pretty fantastic. Yes, I started for remember those days basically. <laughs> yeah, like I was literally, I remember that following you guys as the Off Topic Gamers, and then it was like. It was literally weeks before you became the Infinity Bros. And they changed over to the Infinity Bros. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Wait, what's happening right now? I was actually trying to think of that. I was like, what were you used to be called? But that was an off-topic game. I was like, I couldn't remember. Back when you tried to do the, we're going to stream games and have a podcast at the same time. It was it was a valiant effort, but it, uh, <laughs> it, it was difficult. <laughs> I can only imagine. So... But thank you for everyone who is joining us here today. Ads, I see you in there with the first comment. Good to have you with us again, brother. Ads, a long-time viewer at this point. Car. You want a free car, by the way. That's a good job, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who's paying for it. It's not us, but you get a free car. <laughs> it's not sponsored by the it's, it's a Hot Wheels. Stuff, but, I mean, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a Hot Wheel. It's a second-hand one, but, you know, it still looks nice. Um <laughs> Um, so let's get a little bit of housekeeping out the road as always people you can see up at the top because i've managed to do some rebranding and getting our screen looking better again up at the top you will see gamer grind co the number one coffee for gamers the lovely sponsors of our podcast we're so grateful to them for everything i'm going to throw it up in the chat um, sponsor if i can remember how to spell because i keep forgetting how to spell apparently and um, so there you go is the link guys if you want to go to gamer grind co and get yourself some amazing coffee which i am of course drinking again as always love gamer grind some of the best coffee you will ever try and if you go there and use the code as you can see in the chat comics and the cross you can save five percent on any order that's of any order of coffee or if you feel like saving five percent and you know getting yourself a comics and the cross mug and sticker which is available in their team stores then you know why not go on treat yourselves treat yourself <laughs> exactly if you are interested in merchandise I will also throw it in there. We also do have merchandise available at our Teespring store. You can get yourselves a Comics and the Cross t-shirt, Comics and the Cross hoodie, Comics and the Cross leggings, which Nitro is a big fan of. I have one right now. Exactly. <laughs> he does. He's, he's got them on. Um, and also the newest item to our store, if you watched a few episodes ago and saw our Superhero Square go, where we pitted some of the heroes and villains against each other, Nitro done a beautiful piece of artwork for that, and to advertise it, that is now available as a poster on our store. So if you want to get that, a nice little bit of merchandise from us, uh, original art piece kind of made out of some of the characters, then go ahead and pick that up. Alright, wanted to get those out there. Um, we also have something else that's amazing happening. We did announce it last week. Do I still have the thing for it? It's not where it's meant to be. And the giveaway. Can I throw it up? There we go. And so throw it up there for the giveaway that we did. And this is only some of it. This isn't even the updated one that Nitro done. I've not grabbed that one for the stream yet. 
Nitro is currently working on an amazing original piece of Batman artwork where he is going to be placing 30 Batman busts featuring different costumes, different universes, different men that became Batman, different all into one amazing art piece. And that is actually going to be something we are going to be giving away on the show. For free? Yep, absolutely free. Well, kind of. <laughs> kind of for free. Oh, yeah. There is a catch. Yeah, there is a catch. So to become eligible for this, we talked about this for a while, trying to decide on the best way to get people, you know, to pick for it and something to do that we could give it away to our amazing audience. But at the same time, we wanted to do something where it was going to, it was going to cost a little something, because this is an original piece of artwork. Nitro has done this out of his own time. He's put his own effort into this. He's we didn't ask him to do this for the show. He decided I'm going to put this together. We're going to give, do it as a giveaway. Um, and this is an amazing art piece. The size of it would roughly go for somewhere between thirty and forty dollars usually. Yeah. Um. So we, I, I personally, I wanted to give him a bit of respect that we deserve that something deserved to be given for that. And um, so to be eligible for the giveaway, you all you have to do is be subscribed to the Comics and the Cross Twitch channel by the end of June. We are going to be doing the, um, the giveaway on the end of June. Let me just confirm the date. Oh, we're doing the giveaway at the start of July, sorry. So, like, 30th of June is the Tuesday, so it'll be the show following that on July 5th. And we will be doing the official giveaway. It cuts off on June 30th. If you are a sub for June 30th, you know, you are going to be eligible to win this. You'll go into a drawing that we will do live on stream, and you'll be the one that gets the opportunity to win this art piece. As Ads had asked last week regarding it, yes, we are going to be um, looking at shipping this out wherever you are. And um, yep. if you're in the US, you're eligible. But if you're outside of the North America, we are definitely still going to be shipping it out to you because I know Ads is watching us from the UK. And um, so we're going to be shipping it out to whoever the winner is. And hey, you know what? Subscribe to the channel if you're the only one that does. It's all yours. If you sub to the channel, you can do that either via Amazon Prime for a free link, or if you do do it in the tier one, you know, sub it's four ninety nine. Yeah, four ninety nine for a chance to have this art piece. It would cost about forty bucks. That it's a pretty sweet deal. Agreed. I'm telling you what, I am definitely going to get it on that, so there will not be only one person in on it. There you go, you go. Because it looks epic. I'm so I'm pumped about it. I'm excited about it, man. I'm not done with it yet, but it should be done within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It looks so good, man. You yeah. Awesome. I think the one I posted to social media, the last update you gave me, had like 20 on it. Mm-hmm. was the most recent yeah. one and um, so there's still like another 10 busts or something that we've not seen on it yet so the more and more he adds the more epic it just looks and it's like it, it's really cool to just look at it and go oh i remember that batman oh yeah that one's there and i mean yeah, it's yeah, got... that's exactly what i thought i was like oh my gosh i forgot about that batman that's awesome yeah, yeah it's like Dude, he there's some wicked looking like batmans out there it's different serious. versions of batman yeah nitro's done a phenomenal job on this piece and it's like it's, it's a phenomenal piece and i'm really proud that we get a chance to give it away to someone in the comic clan so there you go guys isaac's wanting a chance to win it so if you want to be the one to win it and not just hand it over to him then you better sub to the channel for june that's all i'm saying or, you know or, or don't you know because <laughs> wow you should, you should. wow we, wow we bring we bring you on as a guest you're telling people to not sub to the channel wow thank you Isaac. <laughs> and it was good talking to you i'm sure yep, and we're going on as a two-man show for the rest of the day <laughs> just me being selfish because i really want it <laughs> no but it's an absolutely phenomenal piece so yeah definitely get in on that guys if you want i know we've had a lot of people that have said it's really cool and they would love to have it so this is your chance you want it come and get it all right so housekeeping out of the road 
So there we go. Isaac has just subbed. Oh shoot! He yeah, is buddy. just subbed and became part of the extended comic clan, which is of course the Stan clan. Nice. With my little Stan Lee superhero pop. Gotta put my money where my mouth is, you know. Yeah, there you go. Isaac's jumped right in there. It's like if you are not subbed and you want a chance to win that, then. You know, it's like, go ahead and get subbed. This is your chance. You've got until the end of next month to get it. It's like, if you ain't, you know, if you, if you don't sub, it's like, it's not my fault. You're the one ain't going to get it, you know. All right, well, there we go. It's like, so, housekeeping out the road. That's most of the major stuff. We are going to jump into, we kind of have two topics for today. Because usually, if you watch the show, you know we talk about the news. And there was a couple of little news pieces that came out this week. I thought this would be interesting to talk about. This would be, this would be a cool thing to mention. You know, it's like yeah, we can talk a bit about that. We saw uh, the news that Ruby Rose has stepped out of the role of Batwoman for the CW following season one. So it's like, is what's going to happen for that with season two? How do people feel about that? Sony out of nowhere decided they were going to announce, hey, you know all that Spider-Man property we still have and we keep announcing films for and never making? Let's announce another one. We're going to make a jackpot movie. You don't know who she is? Who cares? You don't know who she is? We're just going to make it anyway because why not? Because we can. You know, it's like at least with the Black Cat one, they actually had someone people knew. People could go, oh yeah, I recognize that character. It's trying so hard to be just like so edgy, and it's just yeah. It's I'm like, look, we're the MCU. We're the MCU. No, you're not. How about let's do we're a the Sony uh, Pictures uh, universe of of Marvel characters or whatever. They call oh yeah, them. whatever that was that they came up with. And I'm like, how about let's and do nobody a movie remembers that it because works. it is complete garbage. <laughs> See when they came out with that name, that literally reminded me of like when the DC movies tried to change their name, like because everyone used DCEU and it was never the official name, and they tried to change it, and everybody just went no, it's the DCEU. No, <laughs> like everybody just didn't use it. Just ignored it completely. Just no. So as exciting as those topics were, and we were going to get into some good discussion, Warner Brothers decided to upturn the whole universe this week and announced that officially in 2021 Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League will be coming to HBO Max I am in shock that the hashtag release the Snyder cut people actually worked it actually worked and they won they got the cut I'm like I I, I was kind of like I, I, this isn't going to happen and I was saying that I've been saying it for a long time this is never going to happen and and apparently like I'm I'm wrong. Apparently, I was so wrong. The question is, does anybody care anymore? I mean, every single person on Twitter that is posting releases Snyder Cut on every single post that they see on Twitter, they probably care. They absolutely care. I was going to, I was going to say, I let, I was watching a YouTube video um, regarding this from um, Black Nerd Comedy, and he was talking a bit about it. It's like every single person that has ever done hashtag releases Snyder Cut and wanted that released, you, you better. Yeah. By HBO Max. Yeah, right. Like you better be the ones that are freaking by. You, you better do that. What's up, Bat? Oh, hey, Bat. Glad to have you, man. Glad you can be here on the show. So yeah, it's like I, I don't even know where to fully start with this one because it's like it's just it was such an unexpected announcement. So apparently, Zack Snyder has already started on a trailer. Uh, he wanted to do some additional footage, and uh, HBO was like, eh. <clears throat> "Okay, so." <laughs> That, that is just crazy because, I mean, from the, the announcement that I heard, they have, like, six hours of 
footage and oh, they are thinking about breaking it up into like minisodes basically or yeah i heard like that. that it was supposed to be and like i've got it written here it's like could be four hours long hey bat thank you for that 100 bit donation thank, thank you brother we appreciate it um, it could be four hours long or six episodes was like was in the official report. Be, I think that would be kind of cool though. I'm like, have, have, have six episodes. I think I'm more up for them doing it like a mini series rather than a yeah. film. If you want to yeah, do that, I'm like, definitely. okay, I'm kind Especially of. Especially because like you hear about <coughs> the concepts that were supposed to be in the Snyder Cut, and you're like, how is this supposed to fit into a two and a half slash three hour movie? Yeah. And I think that's where Zack Snyder basically got kicked out of the project is because he he had this huge vision yeah that was just it was just too big for this two and a half hour movie yeah, yeah. three hour even if you put it for three hours like there's still just like they cut out so much if you know if we're all believing all the rumors that are that are going around but it's just yeah it's that's where i think he probably failed as a director is that man you gotta you gotta work with what you've got you can't just go off the rails and just do whatever you want yeah. Unless WB was all in on that, which apparently they weren't. So. so I saw I saw an exchange on Twitter where there was a there was a guy he was following that the release of Snyder Cut hashtags and he was like, I actually played Darkseid. I did the mocap for him. Uh, it exists. Yeah. I mean, they could have very easily. Well, speaking of into two different movies. Though. Speaking of Darkseid, let's go. That was one of the big announcements that came out following it. Was first of all that Darkseid will be in the Snyder Cut, Good. and then they announced them. Um, who the actor is that's playing him. It's an actor called Ray Porter. I looked up his IMDb. I don't think I recognize a single thing except, like, he appeared in TV shows and was, like, one-off episodes and stuff like most actors do. I'll throw in the link into the chat if anyone wants to check it out. But, yeah, Ray Porter, this is apparently the guy who's going to be playing Darkseid. Or that is playing Darkseid in yeah, it. Yeah, that's and, him. That's him, yeah. So, like, it's, it's officially confirmed. He came out on Twitter and said, like, he was officially allowed to tell it. There's been reports on it now and stuff like that. Um, so, like, he's going to be Darkseid and Darkseid is going to appear. I am... The only question I've got is how... How much Darkseid are we going to get? Because if it's his version of Justice League, Justice League was never meant to have Darkseid as the main villain. Yeah. It was meant to hint like towards him and set it up movie. yeah because that was the whole point of what's his face i've literally forgot his name whoever the villain is for justice uh, league steppenwolf, steppenwolf. steppenwolf. Yeah. i literally forgot his name there i'm like i don't even care i like this i forget him <laughs> i've seen so many behind the scenes footage though of like the, the individual characters like cyborg and flash and stuff like that and i, I think it'll be cool to kind of see more of that because i don't oh, we didn't really get anything in the movie i don't yeah, it's like it's there's some interesting stuff coming out, and like even like um Joe Magniello who plays um Deathstroke or played Deathstroke in the end credit scene, the only thing he actually did. Um, he looked sweet though. <laughs> he did. He looked he looked just like Slade. Like I don't get me wrong. Yeah. I looked at him and like yeah, you you look the part. You're yeah. playing it well. Like I I'd be up for seeing what you could do. Um, apparently he teased an original end credit scene that featured Deathstroke and Batman. Nice. Um, as part of it. So there's been little dribs and drabs of information coming out. So question to the three of us. We know the release of Snyder Cut people are obviously excited for this, and as they should be. Yeah. They've, they've been yelling at this for, like, when did Justice League come out? 2017? Something like that. I want to say 2017. Yeah, I think it was 2017, I want to say. I, I should have looked it up, but I'm like, yeah, that's close enough. 
I'm like I I'm I'm sorry I'm so indifferent to the original Justice League movie like I'm to be completely honest I'm like but to us here the three of us in this conversation do we care that this is coming out and how much do we care so I know I joked about like does anybody care but I'm 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 excited to see it like I would like to see it because uh, you know you guys know that I'm not a huge Joss Whedon fan and I feel like he massacred Justice League for his part at least um just my opinion my opinion alone uh but i feel like i'm a i'm a huge fan of Zack snyder as far as his artistic direction and and his stuff Uh, maybe not the way that he like translates characters per se but i I really like his artistic direction uh and i would be interested to see how if he had full control over the movie what it would look like so yeah I'm, i'm definitely interested and just yeah, to jump into the comments, sorry to cut you off, Isaac, just to get one of the comments, some ads has popped in and says, does this mean we have to suffer more Ezra Miller? Yes, it pretty much does. <laughs> I didn't mind him, but... Oh, I minded him a lot. <laughs> I just... <laughs> All right, Isaac, I will hand it over to you. On you go, brother. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, when I heard it, I was... I wouldn't say that I was shocked, because there's been rumors floating around for it for so long that I was like, it probably existed out there somewhere, and... Yeah. You know, WB just hadn't finished it up. That was the other thing that I was going to mention. I mean, I think um, HBO Max is like putting twenty to thirty million into this to finish the visual effects for it because mm-hmm. it wasn't a finished. Oh, so they product. are finishing it. Okay. Yeah, they're finishing I, it. Because I heard they might release it like unfinished. Oh yeah, no. The, the okay. spe- there's a lot of visual effects. I'm sure that didn't get even made because they knew they were cutting it out before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they even produced the final cut or whatever. Um, So see, they're putting a lot of money into this, and honestly, like, Justice League was bad. So can this really make it any worse? Probably not. That's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, am I gonna pay money to HBO Max to see this? Maybe not. If they have like a free trial or something, I wouldn't. I would be willing to sign up for that just to you know see the Snyder cut and see what all the fuss is about. See if it's actually what everybody was saying mm-hmm. what it was um, and if you know if it wasn't good then i would just never watch it again and forget about it probably so yeah I'm, yeah I, I would say that I, I wouldn't say that i'm excited for it but i would say that i'm cautiously optimistic because yeah. it really couldn't get worse than what it was so that's a true story right there yeah no i have to, i have to agree with that it's like um kind of what you said with hbo max like is this the thing that's going to make me go and buy hbo max you know I've already got like accounts with how many streaming companies at this point. Like, is this the thing that's going to tip me over the end for HBO Max? Probably not. If I'm going to buy HBO Max, it's going to be for other content I've got on there. It's not just as legal, just be a nice addition. Or like you said, if it's a free trial, yeah, I'll try it out so I can check it out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for all you DC fans out there, uh, from what I've heard, and this is all rumors from way back when they announced HBO Max, probably almost a year ago now. Yeah, from what I be. heard, DC Universe is basically going to be moving to hbo max oh yeah dc yeah dc universe is pretty much gone because like right yeah because like hmm should we make original programming for this that dc fans like or should we just get them all to buy hbo max along with everyone else and up those numbers i'm like it's i mean come on it makes perfect sense really doesn't it yeah so so i mean if you're a dc fan and you like those animated movies that they put out because they put out great you know animated oh yeah so 
Um, so if you're a fan of that stuff, like it's HBO Max is probably going to be worth it for you. And it's going to have a ton of other. I'm sure they're going to come out with original content. They announced the Green Lantern um, series uh, mm-hmm. is going to be on HBO Max. So there's going to be a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for DC fans for sure on HBO Max. And like you said, it would just be a bonus to have uh, the Snyder Cut on there. Oh, absolutely. Like I think that's it. even as a comic book fan, a DC fan, it's like I'd rather. I'm more likely to go and buy it for the stuff that's coming off of DC Universe. I'm more likely to go and get it because of like the original Green Lantern show. There was rumors at one point of a Blue Beetle show. Um, there was rumors of different stuff. Like That stuff's more likely to get my attention than Justice League again. My honest opinion on Justice League, like I, I, I was not a fan of the film. I know a lot of people loved it. I, I could not stand Justice League. I thought it was a mess. I, and I will concede a big part of that is what Joss Whedon done. You can clearly see what Joss Whedon done during that movie. Yeah. You can clearly see Whedonisms everywhere. Like, extremely <clears throat> And it's like, and it, it really did not benefit the movie at all. And whoever told that man to shoot Henry Cavill's face and then CGI out a mustache, I will never understand. It's like, so hmm. And it's like, is it a random scene? No, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to shoot a brand new scene as if taking on a cell phone and have it open the movie with a close-up on his face. Dude, somebody on who approved that? Somebody on Twitter said, I, am I the only one who's actually fine with the current cut of Justice League? And somebody posted a picture of Henry Cavill's face in close-up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, so don't get me wrong. Yes, you are. You are the only yeah. one. So like, yeah, that's correct. Don't get me wrong. We didn't done some horrible stuff for that movie. I don't think Zack Snyder's cut is going to make it that much better. I think it might make it better in terms of like at least the tone will be the same all the way through. Yeah. Which will, which that was one of the big issues people had was because like the tone shifted so much and it seemed so random, and there was different creative decisions made. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not shocked that they're putting so much money into completing this because that was something I said of why the Snyder cut would never happen before, was because I thought well they brought in Joss Whedon to finish it. If you bring someone in to finish it, that means it doesn't exist. Yeah, it wasn't a finished product, and um, so apparently even they're admitting that and they're going to try and complete what he done. Well, and that's yeah, and that's the whole thing is that the Snyder Cut really didn't exist. It's not a finished product. It still probably isn't a finished product. No, if it was but... a finished product, why did you bring in another director? You know, that, yeah, is, that exactly. was always my thing. And but Zack Snyder has this vision, which he still has, and and will eventually get to see it, you know, come to come to fruition on HBO Max. So the vision was there for that cut, mm-hmm. but the cut itself did not exist until HBO Max made yeah. it possible. I Absolutely. Like off, I feel like based off stuff that I've heard, like, and I could be wrong, but I, I feel like Zack Snyder's vision was, like, drastically different than what we saw uh, you know like even content oh yeah necessarily just like directing style but i like think he had a i think he had a massive vision i don't know how much that vision was going to get translated onto screen because he had big plans for this mm-hmm. the thing that makes me apprehensive about this is like okay take out all of weed and stuff everyone's excited yeah zach Snyder's amazing we're going to do this i'm like all i'm going to say is three simple things batman v superman that was all zach snyder and I know there's fans of it out there. That's possibly even a bigger mess than Justice League. I don't know about that. Depend, depending, depending. Hear me out. I'm not saying it definitely is. Justice League's definitely a mess. Yeah. 
But like if you let Zack Snyder on his own, he had so many characters acting out of character than what everyone expected. He had so many storylines and plot points he was trying to pick up from different stories and different comics that he was trying to fit in there that did not all fit together. Overall, it was a muddled mess of Flash coming back in time for apparently no reason because the movies yeah, didn't go anywhere cool. with it. A Batman who was quite happy to kill people. Um, a Doomsday who looked like a troll. All right. So my opinion, I think regarding that movie, Batman versus Superman, I think if they fix two things, Doomsday, who was just abysmal, and Lex Luthor, who that was also abysmal. I think if they fix those two things, that movie would just be worlds better. Oh and yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of other issues with that movie, but I think if they fix those yeah. two things, it would almost be a different movie. I think that would be a benefit to it. I just overall, I'm like, I think. In my opinion, anyway, like to say Batman v Superman, you would have basically had to make a new movie. It's like there's yeah. too many things that I think would have to be tweaked, and that's the thing that makes me not excited for Justice League. Like, I'm going to go check it out probably. I'm probably going to use a free trial, or I'm probably going to, you know, check it out when it happens mm -hmm. so we can at least talk about it. But in saying that, as much as I'm like, okay, I want to see the vision that's here and see if it is something, I mean, I hope it, I want it to succeed. Yeah. I did not go into Justice League saying, I hope this fails. I'm like, that movie should have been bigger than avengers yeah 100 percent. it should have been and it yeah. wasn't not only was it not bigger than avengers it was not bigger than most of the marvel movies <laughs> yeah most of the marvel like, almost, soul think, movies yeah. could top it you know <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so it's out there it's happening it's going to be a thing and we'll probably go and check it out yeah we're all going to watch it i mean let, let's be honest yeah, because I want to see what it's going to be, but I'm also at the point where I kind of want to watch it, and if I watched it and it was like, okay, it's done, I'd honestly be okay with that. Just the fact of, like, the release of Snyder Cut stuff will stop. It's been three years. Thank goodness that's at least stopping. Thank goodness. Yeah. And it's like... Every single social media post that WB posts, <clears> there won't be 6,000 hashtag release the Snyder Cut yeah. posts. Like, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. at least that's finally stopped, and we can just kind of I'm kind of hoping it at least does okay enough. And then we can just move on to the movies like Wonder Woman, you know, 84. We can move on to Shazam 2. We can move on to Aquaman 2. We can move on to these movies that are coming out that people are actually excited for and actually have a future, <laughs> you know, and stop focusing on this one. But anyway, I'm going to pull us off of that topic because I don't want to focus too much on that because that, that is our news for today. That was not our main topic of conversation. I just felt like, you know, days before the stream this is announced, we have to talk about it. Yeah. But we are going to... talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can't not mention it, like, when it's just happened. But we are going to switch gears. And we are going to kick over to our main topic. We are going to be looking retrospectively at the MCU Phase 1. That's Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor... Captain America, the first Avenger, and the Avengers. The first six Marvel movies that made up Phase 1. Um, before we jump into that, though, as we mentioned at the start, we also have a very special guest. Because I thought, you know, this, these were the movies that are built on crossover. So what a perfect time to finally do our crossover yeah. with the Infinity Bros. So for those of you that don't know about the Infinity Bros, you've probably heard about them because we've talked about them non-stop. <laughs> I'm actually going to hand over to Isaac. Isaac, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the Infinity Bros, what you guys do, and do a little bit of plugging for you guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Isaac. I am a member of the Infinity Bros. We're a group of six guys, and we have a podcast. We have a Twitch stream. We just honestly, we're just a group of friends who um, like sharing nerd culture together. And we thought, you know, I bet other people would like to be in on that conversation too. So that's why we started all this. Um, we started out as, as I mentioned before, as the off-topic gamers. We tried to have a podcast while we were. Uh, gaming, and that was when we were super into Fortnite. So we did mostly Fortnite to start off with, and <laughs> it was a struggle, man. Like actually trying to stay on topic when we were doing a podcast and playing a game, like getting to the end game, and like there's like ten minute pauses when we were like being in really competitive like parts of the game <laughs> and stuff like that. It was just it didn't work out as well as we had planned, but but it it helped us get our foot in the door to eventually get our podcast going, which um, if you guys want to visit theinfinitybros.com, we've got all of our links on there. We've got our podcast on there. Um, and basically we just talk about what's going on uh, in nerd culture, nerd news. Uh, obviously we're the infinity bros. So we're um, named after the, the MCU kind of the whole infinity uh, gauntlet, infinity war, um, portion of the mcu that was kind of when we got our got our uh actual podcast up and running um so got a little plug here we got some merch if you want to check out our store um so yeah it's basically like we have a discord you guys can join um if you want to check out our our links on our website uh we just like to talk about whatever's going on in nerd culture so this is when i uh, saw comics in the cross um pop up on our off topic gamers uh twitch at one point it's like almost two years ago now. Like, yeah, it must be. Ago. It's crazy. Um, but I was like, oh my god! And we're all we're all Christian guys. So we all met in college um, in Minnesota here. That that's where I'm I'm from, where I live right now. And uh, we just when I saw the comics and the cross, like the combination of you know the nerd culture and Christianity, I was just like, I, th- these guys seem like cool guys. So I'm ready yeah. to uh, jump all in and and hang out with them. And you guys are pretty awesome dudes. So. Uh, so yeah, we're we've been uh, I have been really enjoying your guys' podcast. Finally, I'm I'm been waiting this for like two years because I was like when I joined your guys' uh, Twitch channel and stuff, I was like, oh, these guys are coming out with this podcast, like it's gonna be so cool, and it just it didn't come, and it and it didn't come, and it didn't come, and so like finally it's here, and I'm like, yes, this is this is awesome. I'm I'm yeah legit, uh, enjoying everything you guys are putting out. So. Uh, thank Um, you so much i appreciate that man and and yeah it did take us a long time to kind of get here and (laughs) honestly it's like in all honesty it was probably a god thing i think we were waiting for the right time to launch and everything just seemed to line up like at the end of march then we just kind of went you know what let's just go for it it's time let's just jump in you gotta let it marinate a little bit yeah yes you need to let it take its time and build up and um, and for you guys that are in the chat as well you'll see i've posted in there and you can use it later on as well exclamation point infinity i've got well i did the infinity for your website and i thought i want to throw up all their social media stuff and like what do i use i went social bros because it's the bros social media stuff so <laughs> thanks man that's awesome so yeah so all their stuff's there you want to click 100 percent, go and follow them twitch youtube twitter instagram facebook also check them out itunes and spotify for the podcast i try to listen to the podcast every you know week or every couple of weeks when it comes out and these guys are awesome and you'll get to meet and know them differently because there's always different ones on the podcast depending who's available for it yeah yeah, it's a rotating it's a rotating cast of uh, all of us of, of us guys and I, I was telling these guys earlier we had one episode I, I believe it was our 
um, Endgame uh, spoiler review episode because that was like the oh, big yeah. like yeah. We, we were like we have to have everybody on yeah. for that, mm-hmm. and it was just cha- complete chaos. We had all six <laughs> of us on a podcast, and it was just. It was I'm just sure y'all talking think, all over each other. <laughs> right. I think we ended up having an over a two-hour podcast that time because well, first of all, there's six of us, and then it was yeah. Endgame, so we had so much to talk. Oh, about. Oh yeah, because like um, like a so, three-hour yeah, movie, you know. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> But yeah, so and I, I'm like I said, I'm Isaac. Um, I run all the social medias for the Infinity Bros. So that's how I got to know uh, these guys through uh, Twitch and mostly Twitter. Um, that's kind of where I I do most of my stuff is on Twitter. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I you know grew up um, loving all things nerdy. I kind of dove into comics like later in my life, actually, probably uh, more towards the end of my high school years and into college. And um, I'm, I would say that I'm still a comic noob or <laughs> I'm, I'm not the most experienced comic person but yeah. i i really enjoy you know like getting the trade paperbacks are kind of my thing the runs and collecting is it just is so overwhelming for me yeah. <laughs> so yeah. current stuff i'm i'm usually not into just because i i have a hard time keeping up with everything that's coming out yeah but i love going to comic book stores picking up some you know like clearance trade paperbacks and digging through those things uh and i would say let's see just some comic trivia about me i think civil war is my favorite um comic book run uh and the fact that they made that into first of all uh a video game ultimate alliance uh two and then Mm -hmm. later on in the mcu uh this uh captain america civil war was like legit my the best time in my life like it was just so cool to see my favorite comic book come into um into those uh mediums so uh that's a little bit about me um yeah yeah, i don't know i'm really excited to talk uh mcu phase one because that's honestly i feel like that's probably where my really deep love of comics and um superheroes and stuff like started because i i let's see I'm trying to think. I think I was in high school. No, I was in college when that stuff started coming out. So it was pretty formative. Like, I'd already been into comic books and stuff like that. But it was pretty formative into, you know, my deep dive into um, nerd culture and everything. Nice, man. And I've got to give you props on Civil War. That was... Like, I loved superheroes before, but, like, I think picking up Civil War was, like, the... Okay, I'm a comic fan now. Like, that was yeah, that was a story that, like, solidified it of, like, this is awesome. Like... Even when I first heard about it, it was like Iron Man versus Captain America, two sides of heroes fight, and I'm like, okay, that just sounds awesome. I need to read this. Yeah, and yeah like, it's funny that that was actually the first trade paperback I ever bought was Civil War. Yeah, so, I think I, I had almost in one night. I was like, this is fantastic. I think it had an impact on a lot of people. You'll find that a lot of people loved that. Um, sorry, just to grab in the chat there, people popping up. Um, Katari, I hope I'm saying Katari correctly. Scott. Welcome to the chat. It's good to see you here. And Scott popping in saying. Isaac is the best Infinity, bro. <laughs> I love Scott. Scott Higa is the uh, the Christian nerd, um, so I'm going to give him props, oh, cool. too. We, oh, we nice. uh, have a lot of interaction with him on Twitter, and he actually was on our, our podcast one time. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're lately we've been super into podcast crossovers, so we're excited to – I'm oh. excited to be here with you guys, and I'm excited to eventually have you guys on our show as well. Yeah, oh yeah so, man we'd definitely be up for that just let us know when and where we'll try and be there for it man love that thank you scott i, I appreciate that <laughs> yeah but thank you scott thank you katari for both coming in and joining us we're glad you can be here 
Um, so yeah, gentlemen, let's. I, I do have one question, either, and I've been wanting to ask this for a long time. You guys are the Infinity Bros. You are. There are six of you. Which Infinity Stone are you? <laughs> Dude, oh, we've had so many conversations about. That. Like, there's there's six of you. One has to be at least each Infinity yeah, Stone. It's like it just. That's a great question. And you know, like I suggested this, so we just had a 24-hour um, Twitch stream, uh, charity live stream, and we raised yeah. money for the. Which congratulations that was, for that, by the way, because you like almost you. Yeah, doubled was, your goal. Amazing. <laughs> we did not expect the support that we got. We ended up, or we had a goal of a thousand dollars, and we raised nineteen hundred dollars. Like, we oh, just blew our goal out awesome. of yeah. the water. And I mean, totally. Like, I I didn't even think we were gonna. I was like. Are we gonna get to a thousand? Uh, I don't know. That's why we kind of set that as our goal because we just had no idea um, where we were gonna sit at the end of it. But um, my first thought for our thousand dollar goal was that we could each dye our hair a color of an infinity stone. Oh, and nice. I was like, gosh, we could come up with so much promotional material through this, guys. That would be, be awesome. awesome. But like three of the infinity bros were like, mm, no, I'm not doing that. And I was like. <laughs> Come on, guys! It's for charity. Come it's on. for charity. We're in the middle of a quarantine. This is a perfect time to do it. You know. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And side note on that: so our thousand dollar goal ended up being uh, Max, one of the Infinity Bros, watched The Princess Bride. It was. It's, oh, I, I listened to his review of that. I've got to have yeah. words with Max. Like, yeah, yeah. Max, so, um, Max is totally the Infinity Bro. I would have arguments with. I can just oh, tell. Yeah. Listen to him. Right, so. He's the Infinity Bro that we all have arguments with too. So, <laughs> so it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. I haven't had a chance to see this yet. Is I did not want to watch it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he. No, he sure. hasn't. That's what it was at the beginning because he had never seen it, and we were we found that out and we were like. You haven't seen The Princess Bride? Like, oh, what What have you been doing in your life that you have not seen The Princess Bride? And then it just became a bit after that because he just oh, actively yeah. refused to watch it after we, gosh, we bugged him about it for so long. And then he, he Mark, one of the, also one of the Infinity Bros, sent him a Blu-ray of Princess Bride. So he had no excuse. Oh, he had man. He owned the movie and he still refused to watch it. So, uh, so it became a bit, and then at the end, it was just like we we thought of that, and it was just like this is perfect. This is the yeah. perfect opportunity to get Max to watch one of the best movies of all time, and his review is quite disappointing, unfortunately. Oh, but, no. See if I hear him call Carrie Elway's a B-list name ever again. I am going to have words with that man. I'm like, is, you do not is, disrespect uh, Carrie Elway's. The man is a legend. Episode, right. I believe it's episode 34 <laughs> on the Infinity Bros podcast. He. Oh, him and Mark have an episode um, just by themselves, and the the top five that we do, top five is a segment that we uh, talk about just like random stuff, our top five favorite things, and they had a top five of reasons to watch Mark had, and reasons not to watch Max had, The Princess Bride, and this was before he watched it, Yeah. Um, and that was his main, uh, maybe it wasn't his number one, but that was one of his points, is that it's a B-list uh, cast, and I was like, a b-list cast are you kidding me like this is if you're saying this is a b-list cast then you, there's a lot of movies that you should not be watching if that's the reason you're not yeah. watching it. it's a b-list cast i'm like yeah i'm like okay well you shouldn't be going to see mcu movies then because pretty much all <laughs> those act yeah, like those chris evans chris hemsworth were nobodies yeah. you know what i mean robert downey jr was an untouchable before iron man like he yeah, was like z-list no one would go near him yeah, and Chris Hemsworth was like basically an unknown. Yeah, he was a soap opera actor from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, anyway, seriously? So, uh, but like, 
so that was our thousand dollar goal and um gosh where was i going with that i, I don't oh, know it was the but stones, anyway, qu stones, yeah question uh, what stone are you oh boy okay um let's see i think i would i like to think that yeah there you go Ads. i'm in the top like three smartest infinity bros but jared unfortunately is probably way smarter than me so i might have to go with soul stone soul soul stone just because I, I i feel like i'm i'm kind of like i'm not like the most uh opinionated infinity bro but i'm kind of like the the glue that holds the infinity Got bros it. together you All know right. so so there, i guess that's what i'd have to say um, there you go to the rest yeah. of the infinity bros so isaac I, is the I, heart I and soul to be the mind stone but i think jared probably unfortunately holds that title over me so. yeah but there you go he's the soul stone the heart and soul of the infinity bros right here in <laughs> comics and the cross today i try i try anyway um, and to add in the chat, yep, home and away, that is 100% the soap I was thinking of that Chris Hemsworth was in. Kind of shocked me when I realized I'd seen him on TV in a soap opera and realized he's now Thor, but... There's some callbacks to some different uh, actors and actresses in these original uh, Phase 1 MCU movies. Yeah, it's... Okay, let's delve into this then. Like, yeah, yeah. So, let's do, first of all, just an overarching thing, because, like, um... I've watched all the movies again prior to doing this. Isaac, you tried to watch through all of them. Nature's going totally based on heart. <laughs> okay, I watched recaps. I've seen, each, I've seen each of these movies like 48 times. I didn't feel the need to watch them. <laughs> no, yeah, watch them now. I know, I did recaps though, of most of them. <laughs> so how was it looking back on phase one? Since we are now like, we're 12 years on from when it kicked off in 2008 with Iron Man. How did it feel watching these movies back, like the very beginning of the the MCU? Nostalgia is a heck of a drug. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like some movies more than I remember liking them. And then the ones that I thought I liked the most, I was like, mm, they're okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's my one-liner. <laughs> you totally nailed that with the nostalgia. Yeah. Like I, I was getting all the feels watching these, and I, I did not expect to at all. And yeah. you kind of you kind of hit on that perfectly too. Is that most of them were? I knew they were good, and I liked them when they came out. Um, but I went back and watched them, and I was like, "Wow, that was really good." I forgot how good that was. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, thinking about now, I don't want to go into each movie, but Captain America. Like, I remember at first not really liking that movie a whole lot, mm -hmm. and when I rewatched part of it again this time, I was like, "This is really good." I've never like, understood that, like really why good. so many people didn't like the first Captain America movie. I've always loved that movie. I'm like, I think it's yeah. fantastic. I don't, I don't know what it was because I like um, what is it? What's the director's name? Johnson. What's, what's his name? Oh, he, he did like, Rocket. He did Rocket, Rocket the, end of the movie, and I was like, Rocket "Who's Man. that guy?" Yeah, Rocket Tier, not Rocket Man. Not talking about Ultra John here. Excuse me. Rocket Man is a very different movie from Rocketeer. You don't want to get those muddled up. I love, I love Rocketeer. I love the like the visual style of that movie, and I feel like that kind of translated over into Captain America. The, like that, his visual style. I thought it was awesome. Anyways, yeah, I think I'm kind of the same with you guys. There was a lot of nostalgia watching it back. There was a lot of nostalgia watching it, and there's bits I literally like. Here's the point, I've not watched phase one of the MCU in like I don't know how long. It's definitely been years since I've sat and watched yeah. the first movies in it. Um It was weird going back and watching it and 
Like, I, I swear there's bits in those movies I was watching, like, I don't even remember this. Like, did they say that dialogue? Oh, I can't believe they mentioned that. And, like, there was so many little things which I was like, this is just really cool going back. And But at the same time, the movies felt so much simpler. Like, there wasn't this big, overarching stuff to it. It was, like, it was very nice, very simple, very straightforward in the stories. But it also still had the same impact that the Marvel movies have. Alright, so I'm going to ask a question. So what's your ranking, if you had to rank the movies? In order of your favorite to your least favorite? Just the Phase 1 Just ones? Phase 1? Yeah, so Iron Man, Iron Man 2, uh, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor, and Avengers. Uh, let me work backwards, that's probably easier. Alright. My I'll, I'll go. Okay, no, no, you go. At least my least favorite 100% is Iron Man 2. Really? It's because half the movie is good and half of it is crap. Because, like, anything that's to do with, like, I, I like Whiplash, I like the Justin Hammer stuff, I like Iron Man fighting, I love the introduction of War Machine. All that stuff's phenomenal. There is so much focus on Tony and Pepper. Mm-hmm. There's way too much focus on them for the fact that they did not have a script. I don't know if you guys know that, but so much of the script wasn't complete before filming. They were ad-libbing. Yeah, yeah. Really? The two of them ad-libbed off of each other so much. And apparently, according to that movie, like, Tony and like Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow cannot ad lib off each other. That's why the dialogue is. Not surprise me if you've seen anything about Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, it's like all all I need to say is like I watched Iron Man two and I was like, oh my, the interaction between them is so awful. And all I had to then watch was that opening scene with Iron Man and Avengers, when the two of them are up in Stark Tower and Coulson comes in and all that interaction. Like, wow, that's like a real conversation that people would have. It's amazing what happens when you've got a script. Yeah. Like there was just too much focus for me on the two of them and their relationship forming, which honestly kind of came out of nowhere in that movie as well. It's like it's like oh yeah, they're just going to get together at the end. They're not really going to do the romance thing. She's getting the company. I'm like oh yeah, and kissing the rooftop because yay. It's like because <laughs> that's the way to end a movie. Right? <laughs> exactly. Kissing on the rooftop. Exactly, and it's like. If you take that stuff out and like, and you just focus on start, like, I love the intro, I love the expo, I love the, um, I love the going to, um, going to Congress and sitting before them and having to explain the Iron Man suit and all that stuff. I love all of that elements and stuff. All of that stuff's really cool. And there's a couple of lines here and there which is like, eh, that's kind of crap. But like, that side of stuff I loved is probably my least favorite out of all of those two but that's not saying that it's not because i like watch it and that was another one that i would watch it and i was like wow this is like this is good i forgot how good this one is yeah um, but it was that like one i also three. watched a ton when i was in college i think so i kind of it's got that effect where if you watch a movie too much you kind of get sick of it yeah. so that's that was iron man 2 was one of those movies for me yeah see that was number three for me now oh, i yeah. i have a see i have a secret crush on iron man 2 i love that movie but yeah, I agree. I think the ad-libbing was a bit too much. Yeah. I agree 100%. Like, if you don't have a script, don't give them half the movie. Like, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Like, ad-lib scenes is fine, but I'm like, for yeah. the amount you focused on them, write a freaking script. <laughs> Please write a script. Like... I, I really enjoyed the uh, Justin Hammer Whiplash stuff, though. I, I thought I they thought were great. Really yeah. Whiplash is such an underrated villain, in my opinion, in the MCU yeah. movies. I thought he was and great. Yeah, I think I was thinking about this last night because I watched Iron Man 2 yesterday. Um, Iron Man almost had an advantage in the MCU because he has like 
he, because he's kind of he, before he was got so big in the MCU, he's kind of like a C list, maybe B list at the most. Yeah. Hero. Oh so yeah. His villains are not super well known, Mm-mm. so it's kind of nice that you get like a a breath of fresh air when you yeah. watch the Iron Man movies of, of villains that you really don't see a lot in other media. So mm-hmm. Whiplash, I mean, I thought he was he was great with that like whole like Russian vibe and yeah. and just just a total like bad dude who could pretty much do whatever he wanted like he just would take out dudes with his hands snap people's necks you know and he didn't he didn't even need the the tech that he developed he could just take dudes down by himself yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i thought yeah it was he was a really good villain and hammer like you guys said he's hilarious i I love how he's underestimated he's understated as well beginning at in when they're at this at the congress or whatever and he's trying to show videos of how he's developed the technology (laughs) people are like dying in the suits and stuff oh yeah that suit like spins and it snaps the guy is like oh he's okay he's okay (laughs) i'd like to point out that that pilot survived (laughs) i was like i literally watching this movie like watching iron man one and two was a great experience watching the two of them in phase one it did make me think like there was so many roads you could have went down with Iron Man 3 including these people like set up from both the Iron Man movies like I wanted to see Justin Hammer come back yeah I, I, I wanted to see him come back and be a big and I felt like he was meant to be and they just kind of forgot about him yeah um I wish Whiplash had just a kind of secondary like side villain I thought he was fantastic and it'd be kind of cool if you saw him sprinkled in some other like MCU like movies against some other heroes and stuff which I mean, they could potentially still do, I suppose. But um, I've got a question coming in from Ads. Yeah. Phase one. Who would it be, and who would you replace them with? Yeah. So if you could remove one character from Phase easy. one, who would it be? And if you're, for- are you talking like any character in the movies, or are you talking like one of the main heroes? And are you talking about actors, or are you talking about characters? But so anyways, yeah. But yeah, I think right, he was so, he was an underestimated villain. I think the villains in that were good, but all right. So anyway, so so what was your what was your worst one then, Nitro? Because you got a different one from us. So y'all are probably gonna defriend me, but it's a tie for me. So it's either Thor or Avengers. It's it's one. It's yes. one okay, yeah, two person right call from now on. We can handle this, Isaac. <laughs> I honestly can I can right, two. Four, but the Avengers? No, right, so, come on. They're right, they are two of my favorites this. from phase one. I love Avengers and I love Thor. I'll caveat this. I liked all the phase one movies. Right. Yeah. But if I had to put um if I had to put one in the bottom, it's gonna be a tie. Thor Avengers. And just I, I just cannot get over um Josh Josh Whedon, his I just can't get over his style. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of the way he writes his characters like the way that they talk to each other his directorial style like i feel like every shot is the him looking up at the characters i don't really feel like he's that great at action either now there are some scenes in the in the movie that are fantastic like when they do the um they do the shot they go from avenger to avenger and in battle and each one is doing a different thing that's sweet yeah i love that that's probably one of my favorite shots in the movie and the 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 scene in the woods with Captain America, Iron Man, yeah, and Thor, I think I, that's probably one of the best fight scenes I think almost in any Marvel movie, in, in my opinion. Um, and then when Thor fights Hulk, because everybody always wanted that. That was awesome, even though it was super, super quick. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I, 
in Captain America's suit is just it's just the worst. I, I will give you that one. Like I literally was watching oh Avengers seeing that whole movie and I was like, his suit is awful. Like literally like every Captain America suit is better. Like and when I watch Captain America the first Avenger, his suit is awesome in that movie. Yes. And then it just goes to Avengers and you're like, what? Well they went, oh we need to upgrade. Well we've given your suit an upgrade and I'm like, what was wrong with that? I love the military look. It made sense yeah. for him. Like I, I literally wrote a notes, so I was taking notes while I was watching them and I said, It looks too cartoony. Like when you look at everyone else and how realistic their stuff looks, and it's more yeah, real world. Like, Cap looks too much like this, like padding and armor, and he looks awesome in that movie. And then you go to this, and it's like literally spandex. And you're like, it, it reminds me spandex in the comics. Like what? They literally went back to as element of the suit that they had in the first Avenger, like the one when he becomes Captain America, like the stage yeah. show. It looked yeah. like that, and I'm like, why would you put him back in that? It's like the whole point of him getting the upgrade into the military suit was like okay i'm not a joke anymore i'm an actual soldier i'm an actual yeah, yeah. Like, and you know what makes the suit even better though like the one thing that made it better is during the fight when the mask gets ripped off as soon as the helmet gets ripped off yeah it's like a hundred times better oh, i agree i agree oh, yeah. it's still not a great suit but the helmet is the big thing it's like it's got this weird like sticky out bit around the size it does cover his ears i'm like it doesn't look right yeah. And like eat the cow, the neck part is fabric. So yeah, he's got like a weird fabric bit that. Like the whole suit is fabric. Like, I mean, I get that it's Captain America, and he probably doesn't need a lot of like padding or anything like that. But still, like, he's a super soldier. Yeah, he it can still get shot. A thin layer of fabric. <laughs> it's like they went on Facebook and said, "Anybody want to make a Captain America suit? You're hired." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and the, the worst thing about it is, next time he appears, like every other appearance of him in Avengers or the Captain America movies it's, or whatever, like better and better. It's so yeah. much better. Like everyone's better. Like there's there's no reason. Can we all agree that the that the end game one was the best with the scales? Are we on the same page? Yeah, like the, the end game outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Winter Soldier one is so good though. Yeah, like, I agree. The Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier one is a very cool version of it though. Yeah. Um, the end game one is just like end game one's good. Money. Endgame is just like that's Cap right there, like yeah, that. Him in that outfit, shielding Mjolnir in hand, staring Classic, down Thanos' yeah, army. Yeah. I'm like, that's the moment of like the MCU for me, like 100. Yeah. But absolutely. yeah. But I can understand that with Avengers. We'll pull away from Avengers right now. When we come back to that, because we'll kind of try and go more in depth in that as we wrap up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just because that's like the final film, so yeah, we'll set up for the end. Um. So what about Thor then? You said Thor was like your other tie for the bottom. I just. I I feel like Thor was pretty. All right, so I'll say this about Thor. I'll, I'll go positive a bit. Um, Tom Hiddleston is fantastic. Oh yeah. In Thor. Uh, I think I think he's better Loki as Loki in Thor than he is in later movies, like Avengers, in my opinion. Um, like that one scene with him and his dad when he's on the stairs and he finds out that he's he's not actually his guardian. <clears throat> if he yeah. was taken. Dude, that scene when he's talking to Anthony Hopkins, it's just like gives me it gave me chills, like when he's screaming at him and stuff. Um, but I, I think the acting in four is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Chris Hemsworth was still trying to figure out the role. Oh I yeah, think, absolutely. I think you could tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he said that like later on in later interviews, like I still haven't figured out the character or whatever. Yeah. The eyebrows, come on. Uh, <laughs> I wish I work. wish you had never told me about those eyebrows. All I can see is bleached, or apparently not see, is the bleached eyebrows that are like uh, pure blonde. Awful. 
Yeah, I'll sorry let... about that. Infinity Bro Jarrett um, has a love-hate relationship with the Thor franchise, and if you guys listen to our podcast, you can learn more about that. But I, I was talking about the first phase of the MCU last week just in you know preparation for this podcast, and he mentioned that he hated Thor, and I was like, wait, what? Like, like the original Thor? Like, everybody hates Thor of the Dark World, right? I mean, that's generally... Yeah, great... yeah that's like a sort of one of the worst MCU movies, yeah, periods, right. yeah. yeah. But wait, you hate the original Thor? And he's like, yeah, I cannot stand the look of Thor with bleached eyebrows. And I was like, I didn't even notice before. But after I heard that, I watched it and I was like, he's totally right. That looks awful. awful. Yeah. (laughs) I I couldn't believe it. It changed the movie for me. (laughs) It's like, see, that's that's the thing. I can't believe you're saying the Thor's near the bottom for you. It's still one of the top ones for me. I'm not sure exactly where at the top it would be. Like, I remember the first time I watched Thor. I missed Thor, like, when it initially came out. So I saw Captain America first, mm-hmm. um, and I caught Thor after it. And literally before Avengers came out and I watched Thor, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is my favourite one of the whole Phase 1. I just Like, looking back on it now, it's not my top one of Phase 1 still, but, like, it's... I, I just watched it, and, like, it's such a great movie. Like, Tom Hiddleston, like you said, is phenomenal. I mean, it feels like, to me, it feels like two different movies. Like, when they're on Earth, it feels like, and I obviously, granted, some of this is intentional, but when they're on Earth, it feels like a completely different movie. But Mm -hmm. when they're in Asgard, when they're in Asgard, I dig everything about that. Like, everything. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love the set design. I love the actors that are there. I love everything about it. But when they're on Earth, and, like, you got Cat Jennings, and you just got the the bleached eyebrow close-ups. Yeah. um, You got... Thor getting tasered multiple times. That, oh, that's <laughs> that's one to ask then. It's like if you're not a fan of the air stuff, what do you think of his little group of people? Then you know, like Doctor Selvig and and Jane Foster and Jane Foster annoys me as does Cat Jennings. I don't mind the Doctor Selvig, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't honestly. I'm I'm not. I don't know if I'm a huge Thor like MCU Thor fan in general. Mm. Um. Anyways, that that was a hard. I think in Endgame he's fantastic, and Infinity War fantastic. I think he's probably one of my favorites. But. Thor, Chris Hemsworth's Thor is a good um, example of a actor taking a character from the comics and kind of making it their own. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking for a direct comic to movie translation, it's not Thor. Oh yeah. no. But but everybody loves Chris Hemsworth Thor. You know, like it's it's he just well towards the end more so i guess yeah. um like he just does such a such a and that's just probably uh to, owed to his acting abilities that just he's just a really good actor yeah but i mean people just are drawn to him as thor yeah. and and that's how i mean you know if if it's i think the trinity like captain america thor and iron man um it really just goes to robert downey jr um chris evans and chris hemsworth like acting abilities why this franchise turned out so fantastically and yeah. why Endgame was such a good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so and, and that, you know, part of that is just Chris Hemsworth just being a good actor. So, mm-hmm. I, and, you know, again, like I said, if you're looking for a direct um, comic to movie uh, translation, this first Thor is probably the most accurate, mm-hmm. but you start to like yeah. um, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. Thor more as the movies go on and it yeah, kind of changes a, a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's it. Like, Chris Hemsworth really takes Thor and makes it his own. Like, the MCU Thor is not the Marvel Comics Thor. It's not even, like, the Ultimate Universe Comics Thor. It's, like, he really makes it his own thing. And I think by Ragnarok, he's found his 
way with that because I think even right. before that he was kind of done with the character and then he done Ragnarok and even said that himself he had so much fun with it like he's like if they want me to stick around I will like he was done after yeah. Endgame he was like I'm not coming back until he done Ragnarok and he was like okay yeah if this is the way it's going to be and I get to do this I'm in I mean now that we have our first our first like three phases are complete and you can see kind of Chris Hemsworth's journey as yeah. as Thor <clears throat> like I feel like they there was it's a pendulum right I feel like they kind of started towards in the middle and he's kind of a jovial Thor you know at the beginning when he's talking with his, his friends in Asgard and stuff like that but then in, I I feel like in, in Avengers and then Thor Dark World they go super serious almost mm. and then I felt in my opinion with Ragnarok they went way too far in the comedic on the on the comedic end in my opinion but i feel like once they got the infinity war and endgame i felt like they hit a sweet spot in, uh, for for him like yeah. he was still funny like he was still joking but he could wreck shop if he needed to and he was yeah. serious yeah. when he needed to be yeah and he man he does so well in infinity war and endgame that's what yeah. really makes you love him as a character mm -hmm. i think i yeah. think i agree with you on ragnarok like i love ragnarok is a great yeah, movie but i, I think like he it. did go just a tiny bit too comedic with yeah. a bit and that was probably part of um taiki uh watiti's you know vision oh yeah, yeah. just being a very colorful and um enjoyable uh movie rather than a super serious one mm -hmm. but yeah i think you totally yeah. nailed it with that i think that was the thing though i think with ragnarok is like it i think there's definitely too many comedic elements to it not that the comedy's bad like most of the comedy in it i enjoy most of it works there's moments where it goes a bit too over but Part of me is like I think that was trying to bring people back to the Thor franchise. Yeah. Because I think after sense. I think after the Dark World, everyone had kind of like signed off on Thor as a solo character, mm -hmm. and I think it was really much a we have to draw people back in. Um, right. I just felt like Eddie turned every single character into a comedian. I'm like, yeah. That is not necessary. <laughs> the way comedic characters work. Yeah. The way comedic characters work is you have to have a straight man. You have to have a foil for yeah. them that works, and it's like everyone had that element in. But I think for me, the first Thor, the, the elements that work for it is definitely the actors and the characters. Mm -hmm. um, I love Thor's journey. I love seeing this arrogant, you know, about to be king. Like, he's literally about to be crowned king at the start of this movie. And then it's like it's cancelled and you find out it's Loki setting the whole thing up to stop it and ruin his day and blah, blah, blah. And you get to see that arrogant, you know, king who's like, let's go and, you know, take out the Frost Giants. How dare they come in in this day and he gets cast to earth and i love seeing the journey of him learning like when he realizes he can't pick up the hammer on earth and that realization of who am i and he almost has to learn all over again like it's it's a little rushed because it's done in a and you know in a short span of a movie but overall i think the journey's done really well and i think hemsworth does a great job of showing that journey and um, same way like you said with tom hiddleston i think his journey with it is really good of like i think this is definitely for me my favorite version of loki as well because I think he becomes yeah. very I don't know he becomes a bit comedic as well and a bit over the top and like his later performances yeah. and I think he's that's still, because I think that's because the MCU ready. leaned into him because like everyone yeah. all the fangirls went ah Loki you know like he, he's super sympathetic he's like a super sympathetic villain well at the start of this movie, movie it's like he is not a bad guy at the start of this no. movie he is one of the group that goes with Thor to you know, to Jotunheim, and he goes there to fight the Frost Giants, and it's like, and he admits, like, I went and told the guard that we were going there, and he was meant to stop us before we even made it there. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know he was going to, like, Thor was going to get thrown out of Asgard, and his powers taken away. 
it was meant to save his life because he was acting irrational and he's legitimately like don't get me wrong he is jealous of thor but he's there's honestly an element of is that really a man you want sitting on the throne yeah well like the one scene that pops up into my mind is when uh thor is captured by shield and he's strapped to the chair and then loki appears like mm. before him and like you can tell that the news that he's bringing to him like he wants it to hurt him but you could also see like he just wants to see his brother like it's all yeah. wrapped up into that one scene yeah like, yeah he plays it so good yeah, there's so much emotion in emotions in him yeah. like he he still feels a part of the family even though he doesn't you know so he's he's trying to protect them but at the same time he's looking out for mainly himself yeah uh, but he doesn't want to go full out like villain you know like mm -hmm. he, he knows that that's wrong so you kind of see the internal conflict in yeah. him throughout that, that movie that's another reason why like his his transition from that movie to avengers i was just like it almost felt like a different character and i, I yeah. realized like he he's gone through stuff between thor and avengers but like he is full like yeah he's totally first hitler in that movie you know what i'm saying like yeah. yeah well that's the thing i even felt sorry like re-watching the first thor movie like even watching them as kids like when with odin at the start and he starts talking about them you know like the next king and starts talking you know it's like and he literally says to both of them it's like that you're both meant to be king and then goes but only one of you can be and i'm like no wonder the guy had a complex. You literally told them both are meant <laughs> yeah. to be kings. He's pretty harsh when it comes. To, I mean, he's. You've li you've literally said to Loki, pretty much, you're as meant to be king as much as Thor, but he's getting it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, what were you expecting to happen? Of course, he was going to be jealous. His brother's getting handed everything, even though you've told him yeah. he's just as worthy. Yeah. Like seriously, like what were you thinking? going back to the arrogance thing that you were saying cross though like one of the coolest parts in that movie i think uh is when he gets all this stuff taken away by his dad and you mm. can see anthony hopkins is like almost like in tears as he's like stripping all this stuff off of him oh yeah that's but such a good scene man also as well in that scene which i didn't realize until i rewatched it that's where the and the enchantment gets put on mjolnir because mm. he whispers right. to him then he says whoever's worthy she'll yeah. be get the powers of thought and then that throws the hammer and I'm like, me. I'm like, yeah, oh, I forgot that happened in this. I forgot that was the moment until I rewatched. I'm like, oh. Also, I was watching behind the scenes stuff, and so Anthony Hopkins played that like several different ways that entire scene, and the one that he played was the one that obviously made it into the movie. But mm -hmm. like, they said people in the back were like sobbing <laughs> just because yeah. of the way that he was talking. And it was, oh, it was it was heart wrenching because you could see yeah. like it was a father casting out his son, and he like I yeah. don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And can I also just talk about like actors? Now, can I also just throw out like the as guardians that are around Thor as well, like Lady Sif and the Warriors Three. How awesome they are as well! Like I love those characters so much. That's one of my favorite parts about um, the first Thor is that like just the the like almost like medieval element to it. Yeah. Like that's that's where they were trying to make it more like the comics because. The comic Thor is like his script on almost all of his comics is like this very kind of elegant like script. You can yeah. tell he's he's talking in these and thousand. Oh yeah, it's like a Shakespearean English, yeah. Yeah, right. So you can you can tell that I mean they they wanted that element in this movie for sure, and and they did a pretty good job of it. And then I, I think like we mentioned before, you know, Chris Hemsworth kind of just made it his own character as, as the movies progress, but it would have been nice to see 
a little bit more of a transition from the like the more medieval uh, type Thor into the more modern Thor, mm. even though you know, even though it, it still like plays pretty well. But yeah, definitely, he just goes from this like super medieval. He's still talking in these and those and stuff. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite parts of that movie is when he's having breakfast with them, and they uh, he's he says his this coffee drink is good, and then he's just like another yeah. smashes the coffee mug, yeah. and they're all like, it. what the heck? Like it'd be yeah. kind of cool to see that sprinkled in, you know, um, in there. But like you know, he does a great job in the later oh yeah. Movie, so no, you're but, absolutely yeah, right. One of my favorite parts of this movie going back and like man. This is like what Thor is. This is Thor. Yeah. And then, like, if, and when you play like video games with Thor, they always have a guy that's who's, who's got the deep voice and he puts lots of inflection on words yeah. and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, just very like dramatic and and them- thematic, I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that was part that I was like, oh, I I missed this about yeah. Thor, like the character Thor. And even though he he is awesome in the later movies, it just was kind of a nice little refresher. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think they, I think they balanced it really well, like the medieval sort of you know the old school Viking feel of it mixed with the fact mm-hmm. of like it was you know more modern time. I think they done they didn't go too far over the top with it, like with the these and the those, but it still yeah, felt right. like it was you felt like you were going into like a Viking lodge pretty much. You know, it's like yeah. with all these people around and Volstagg's constantly eating. Like at all times, everyone's constantly drinking, and (laughs) you know it's like. Side note on Asgard, Thor's helmet in that in that um, crowning scene Mm. is the best helmet he wears in the whole like MCU. It's so cool. I I watched it and I was like, oh. I wish we could have that in the later movies too. He had it on yeah. for like so one cool. minute. <laughs> yeah, he had it on at the start and then it was gone. And he never Man, it's again. just classic Thor. Like it's I so agree. it's it was so cool. Yeah, it was. They, I mean, the costuming in in this movie is fantastic. Like yeah. it's such awesome. It looks so good. Yeah, I did. I did yeah, I did kind of take notes about his costume though, like between this and Avengers, like where it's like he's this full suited armor, and then like in Avengers, it's like no sleeves, must see my muscles, except for the final scene where he decides to like get lightning and charge up before the final fight, and his sleeves appear on his armor. I'm like, really? What's going on, dude? When when his beard braided up, I was like, oh shoot, it's it's about to it's about to. Oh happen. yeah, like it was it it's so good though, and like and I just want to shout out to those like other characters as well who did not get a good send-off as far as I was concerned like Lady Sif like is such a big part of this I love Jamie Alexander she's such yeah. a good actress she's I absolutely adore her in this I adore her in Blind Spot, the show she's been doing um but yeah like she's basically a an afterthought in the dark world she yeah. kind of appears but not really and then she doesn't even appear in Ragnarok they don't even put someone as a stand-in for her to die and I'm like really well, that's another reason I'm not a huge fan of Ragnarok. I feel like, and I, I get what they were doing. I get, I get the gist behind it, but yeah. how they just unceremoniously kill like basically all of the Warriors Three. Like, yeah, literally like. Or sorry, wa- Warriors Two, since only two of them actually show up in Ragnarok. You don't even get the third because, like, like yeah, I feel sorry for Fandral. Like he was recast between the first and second movie, and then they didn't even bother recasting him for the third. Because yeah. in this in this movie is played by Josh Dallas, um, who most people would know from Once Upon a Time, and the ABC TV show. I I like Josh Dallas. I was a fan of him in Once Upon a Time. I think he done great in the role. He decided he was going to stick with doing that show because, of course, you're you know doing a show with your wife. Of course, you're going to do that. And um, so he wasn't available for Thor: The Dark World, which was 
he was then replaced by Zachary Levy, or Levy, or Levi, or however you pronounce his last name. Really? Yeah. Oh, if you, if you watched Thor Dark World for a long time. That's crazy. It, it took me forever to work out. I was literally, like, the scene... There's a scene with, like, him and Loki escaping to try and get to the Dark World, and Fandral takes them on a boat that they jump onto through, like, an opening between the dimensions. And I literally watched that scene back so many times. Like, I know your face. Who are you? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's Chuck. Yeah. You know, it's like, and then, of course, like, he wasn't available to do Ragnarok because he had started doing um, Heroes Reborn, like, the reboot of the Heroes franchise, which, you know, sadly didn't get more than one season. It should have. It was awesome. Um and they just again like with Lady Sif they just they didn't bother recasting Fandral they literally just had um, Volstagg and Hogan as the only one of the four the only two of the four that showed up and got killed by Hela like that yeah I felt like that was super like, and it was like really they're such a big part of that first film like they're they're yeah. constantly by Thor's side they're fighting for him they come to Earth to get him they fight yeah, against the Destroyer like, and Loki you know, maybe like seven extra seconds for each of them and put a slow motion like I don't know, something in there to at least make it look cool. <laughs> yeah, and Thor Ragnarok, it was literally... Is Fandral in Ragnarok? I thought it was just Hogan and Volstagg. I must have overlooked that, Scott. I need to rewatch that again. But, like, I didn't think Fandral appeared. I thought it was just Hogan and Volstagg that died. But, but like, literally, like... And, and Ragnarok, it literally feels like, hey, we're going to kill off all of Asgard. We're just going to kill off the Warriors 3, and we're going to kill off Lady Sif so we don't have to worry about recasting. Look, he has new friends. He has Hulk, and he has Korg, and he has Meek, and he has this he whole new... the Warriors 3. He's fine. He doesn't need Asgardians. He's got all these people around him. And look, Loki's now in good terms with him, and he's the king of Asgard, and... Yeah. It's it like, was, really? It's, I just, I felt like they were great characters. I adore those characters, and they just didn't get time to shine beyond the first film. So I think that's why I appreciate them in this one as much. All right. All right, so I'm going to try to bring it back on topic. So Yeah, we've talked about Thor for quite a while, so we should probably talk about some of the other movies. I did not I, think so, that would be the big conversation one in this. but <laughs> So that was my five, basically. So Avengers and Thor are tied for five. What about you guys? So yeah, I know okay. you said Iron Man 2 is on the bottom. What's yeah, that? so Iron Man 2 is in the bottom. Um, hold on, I have to think. I think Hulk is, uh, is next, next. Yeah, has to, has to be Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah, that's my next one. Which I think overall is a decent movie. I'm not totally against it. It's not like, oh, this is horrible, we shouldn't... Oh, he does get killed with Volstagg. Okay, Scott. I need to go back and watch that and see that then. Um, but yeah, definitely Hulk, I think. Just... Even without the fact of, like, okay, it's Edward Norton, it's not Mark Ruffalo, so it's like, it's a different actor, and it's like... It's still part of the MCU. I mean, like, Tony Stark freaking appears in the end credit scene, and General Ross is in it and stuff. It's So, this may be just me being... Uh ignorant but didn't they am i mistaken did they add that credit scene for a later cut that wasn't in the theaters was it i don't remember i don't remember uh, yeah i, I, I remember think you I, I want to say it was but it was like 20 you know like 2009 2008 so like i can't right. totally remember yeah it's been, it's been on there for like forever though I will say, so for The Incredible Hulk, and I know I've told you guys this before, and I probably mentioned it before, I feel like, and this, all right, this maybe has to do with the fact that I saw a Marvel animated film where Hulk goes to Asgard, and I think it's Loki separates Bruce Banner from Hulk and puts Bruce Banner in hell in Asgard, um, wherever that is, their, their, their other dimension up there, um, 
And so I, I remember seeing that Bruce Banner and I was like, man, that's a really cool Bruce Banner. He was really skinny and he was kind of like not assuming. And I, I feel like Edward Norton was a perfect Bruce Banner, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was, I, I feel like Mark, Mark Ruffalo definitely grew on me. I was mm-hmm. not a fan of his at all for the first couple movies. But he definitely grew on me by, you know, Infinity War Endgame. I still think Edward Norton would have been just the world's better, in my opinion, than Mark Ruffalo. But I'm yeah. I'm gonna actually agree with you there. Like I actually yeah. liked Edward Norton as the Hulk and it definitely made it a different um I mean he was the original, so Mark Ruffalo was the one that made it a different take on the character. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I thought he did a really good job in this one. Mm. And I like him as an actor anyways. So uh, it's really too bad. It's From what I heard, it was it was him basically saying that he wanted more money to be yeah. in the franchise. I think well, that's, he wanted to like, create a control over like the script. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so that was a big maybe thing. Maybe he just was not a good actor to work with or, or whatever. And I've, I'd actually heard about that like that he's the tough actor to work with before yeah. like he just kind of likes things a certain way and yeah because it doesn't it's his way or the highway or whatever yes yeah. um but yeah I, I thought he did a really good job as Agreed. as the incredible hulk and like there's a lot of good things about that movie and i think overall it just was underwhelming yeah and, and I agree. the incredible hulk should be like a big like <laughs> attractive movie in general so i think that's why it's lower on my list is that it's like yeah it's a good movie there's lots of good things about it but overall i wasn't like wow this is a great movie yeah yeah it it was weird because it wasn't an origin movie like they make that clear because like they show like the quick paced origin at the start which Which i thought was a fantastic which is a great idea because like you've just done hulk a few years before Mm -hmm. everyone knows the hulk origin the idea of it at least so let's just get the ball rolling and just jump straight in but for a non-origin movie, it was the most origin non-origin movie ever. Like, it was so slow-paced and building into everything. And, and I love Edward Norton. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, but I did hear a lot of that. He was one of the ones where it's like, you hear about the behind-the-scenes stuff, and it really takes me out of watching it. Mm-hmm. Because all I can think is, like, you're working with a big company, and you've got the audacity to go up to them, oh, I'm not going to do this unless I change this. Oh, this needs yeah. to be more like this. I'm like, you, you're an actor. You don't get that privilege unless you get told you can get that. Yeah. You know, if you're taking on a job, you work with them. You don't say that you're doing this otherwise. And, you know, and it might have been like a one-sided thing of like, oh, no, maybe it wasn't really like that. But like you said, I've heard stories of like he's been hard to work with and done stuff like that. I don't know him personally. Maybe he's not. Yeah. But like, it, it's one of those things that takes me out. Kind of like watching Thor and knowing like that Natalie Portman hated it. Kind of yeah. took, kind of took me out of like her playing Jane Foster that a little makes bit. Me like it more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, or like watching the first Iron Man movie and watching Terrence Howard and knowing all the crap that he tried to pull after that. Yeah. Like going yeah. into Iron Man too. Like I, I think there's a lot of behind the scene like refining of stuff. Um, and it's like it really, it was one of those ones that took me out of the movie. I love Ed Norton. I think it's a great telling of the movie. I I love Tim Roth. Um, as I forgot the character's name, the guy that becomes Abomination, um, but like Blonsky, th- Blonsky that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he done a great job. I thought he was a great villain. Yep. I think I really enjoyed him, and I I really liked the setup of trying to do the leader, like working with Mister Blue was like you know to find a cure, and actually he's keeping all, 
he's refining it to try and make like a super soldier serum himself almost and he ends up getting infected and they were setting up for the leader which would have been really cool yeah you know who's a big like hulk villain it's like there was a lot of cool setups in this for stories like i, I like Liv tyler as betty ross yeah I I, I I really wanted to see where her character would have gone um, I thought William Hurt was great as General Ross. I thought he did a fantastic job. I'm glad he at least got to come back yeah. um, later on in the MCU. It's like, I, overall, I think there's a lot of... Origin, you know, an origin story. Yep, exactly, Scott. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Hulk was a, a good movie. I feel like it was good. Like, I would say, like, six or seven, maybe out of ten. Yeah. But I feel like there's some, there's some, there's some things that I feel like could have been tightened up, and I've I know mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier, but there were there was just a lot of loose ends that they were like, ah, whatever. We're not even going to, like, follow back on that. Yeah, they just kind of ignored it and moved on. <laughs> was good about the Incredible Hulk is it was, it was you know, kind of an earlier um, superhero story. And it was a more serious uh, live-action movie than we really had gotten with a lot of our previous superhero movies. Like, you look at the X-Men franchise, and, you know, they go very comic booky, y and, yeah. and it comes off as kind of cheesy a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. and this was a, a movie that was pretty serious you know like yeah. it didn't have a lot of comedic like elements to it and i thought that was yeah. like kind of a cool thing when i rewatched it last probably it was probably within the last year but i was like oh yeah. you know what like this is a good uh serious movie to watch um that that wasn't terrible and like for what was it 2000 2008 i think yeah it was 2008 yeah, it's not like awful like it's not no it's shaping, pretty awesome it's not, I, it's not I unwatchable say, i will say i think they could have redesigned thor or not thor shoot hulk a little better i think they could have had a better design i wasn't a huge fan of the way that he looked in the movie I, now like his action scenes and stuff like that were fantastic oh yeah um, yeah like he, he, he ripped off part of that tank and used it as a shield that like against the sound wave machine that was sweet yeah but yeah i feel, I feel like you they almost get the it. sense that he's like glowing like he's so green that he's yeah. glowing and, <laughs> yeah. and you know that's yeah, comic book i guess but like i think they did a better job with the coloring in in the um later mcu movies of hulk Agreed. even though yeah. even though his design is I don't know. You you definitely see the the Mark Ruffalo face in the later Hulk, which well, like no, that's not... a good point. That that's a good point though. Like in the comics, he's like he's just green. But like yeah. if you really think about it, like there would be some variations in his skin tone and like mm-hmm. in the yeah. later movies, like you can see almost like his skin tone like coming. It's a lot more mellow. It's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's as really bright good. and glowy. It's like yeah, it looks like... like. I mean, it was early, so maybe that's what they were going for. Like with the yeah. radiation stuff. That's I true. Know. It was the MCU's anyways, second it is, movie. It is yeah. A little, like, jarring when you see him like for the first time he's like oh he's green he's can we all agree that he looks better than ang lee's hole though oh yeah (laughs) i i I can't even remember i blocked that out my mind like why was ang lee giving a hulk movie why (laughs) all right so so yeah but i'm trying to think because i had a i had a thought there for a minute and it it left me um (laughs) as, as happens frequently um, right, so but yeah, overall, I think it was a decent movie. Overall, it's like overall, it's enjoyable. I would quite happily sit and watch it. I just, I feel like it works better standalone and than taking it as part of the MCU. Yeah, right. It's just and, it doesn't and, fit. And Scott did mention that it was that last uh, credit scene was part of the theatrical yeah. release. So they, I mean, they had the vision, Can, but yeah. you know, with the different studios, like the Hulk being Universal, and then I that was actually okay, one thing got- that I noticed on the on the rest of this rewatch is that Paramount was the studio that 
or you know was the back the rest of these movies even mm. even i think oh, gosh i'm trying to remember when disney ended up per purchasing the marvel franchise but I, the avengers movie even had the paramount title at the beginning of it but then in the later credit scenes i think i saw some something that was like distributed by Walt yeah Disney or it was like some like point that. during this it was some point during yeah. phase one yeah. that disney so, kind of took them over so like it's interesting to see that like they even had a vision for it like kevin feige had this vision for it even though they weren't united under one studio at the time yeah. no definitely and i think you can see that you can see where like certain stuff there's definitely scenes where there's certain things that are thrown in there is like easter eggs because there wasn't a complete overarching story you know like even just simple stuff like in thor you see the infinity gauntlet you know they obviously reference that in ragnarok when you know hella mentions hey. it's fake but there's a bunch of stuff like that where it's like they kind of have an idea where they were going but they were also like the rug could be pulled out from under us at any point yeah um can i also just say as well like they got really weird with like putting the avengers initiative together during this just now that we've mentioned hulk and now that we've mentioned like iron man 2 already Iron Man 1 ends, they come in, literally Fury himself comes to Tony Stark to talk to him about the Avengers Initiative. Iron Man 2, they decide they don't want him in the Avengers Initiative just as a consultant. Yeah, it was really weird. Following, like, for some reason he goes to General Ross to try and, like, help him with the Hulk problem, which I've never understood because I'm like, why are you going to the guy that's hunting and trying to kill him? Yeah. Like, you've probably got better tech to find him than he has, why are you going yeah. to him? It makes no sense. And then Iron Man 2, they kick him out of the Avengers Initiative. And then in Avengers, like, it's, like, okay, yeah, it's like you're kicked out until there's a world-threatening issue. And then, like, oh, guess what? You're back in. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. but you, you well, what you were know, you expecting? It was so weird and just, 2. like... <laughs> yeah, I thought about that when I was watching Iron Man 2 last night. And I, I almost wonder, like, this is a thought that crossed my mind. I almost wonder if Fury basically was just telling him that to kind of like bring his ego down a little bit because he's like well that fails so full of himself in the first two <laughs> yeah. iron man movies you know like yeah so i wonder that's kind of what i thought because i was like mm. yeah but the thing is that I doesn't mean, really change like there's no, there's no, some yeah, it really doesn't change anything don't get me wrong there's some somber moments where he kind of calms down like i'm thinking i was like avengers like probably the first time he legitimately stops being an arrogant you know jackass is literally when colson dies yeah like literally up to that moment he's still him and then after right. avengers he's still him again <laughs> right even up through civil war oh my gosh civil yeah. war he's not a nice person <laughs> that's why i don't get like okay i mean I, Iron Man, I'm like, what? I have this captain america thing here so i'm obviously a captain america yeah. fan yeah but how can you be team tony like it just is it blows my mind that people can be team tony you can't yeah. be team tony like i is the way to go yeah i love watching these movies i love like the iron man character it's like I, i'm on for a sarcastic jackass because i'm kind of one myself but it's like <laughs> but 100 i'm like cap all the way like i like i do not read captain america comic books i don't enjoy reading them my favorite character in the entire mcu is captain america I adore I his movies. I adore him in the Avengers movies. I think Chris Evans is phenomenal playing I'm totally him. with you. I never read a Captain America comic until I had seen Captain America, like Chris Evans as Captain America in the MCU. Then I was like, oh my gosh, I love this character. And then I yeah. dive in. And honestly, like his comics are, are 
they're not that good they're, they're not amazing cool. there's a few good storylines here and there like yeah, but then but again those are the ones that have been adapted into movies like the winter soldier story and the civil right. war story and it's like right. but i love but him in the mcu his character is what draws me in like he's this guy who wants to do the right thing regardless of the situation even if it's gonna go against everything else uh that he knows like yeah. the whole government that he followed like you know, you know starting in um uh, Winter Soldier, where you know Hydra takes over, um, he he goes against everything that he knows because he knows it's right, you know, and that's what I really really drew me to the character of Captain America and why I, I'm such a huge fan of him mm-hmm. now. But yeah, he and Chris Evans like nails him, like he does such an awesome job. Which we'll talk about Captain America in a bit here, but yeah, well, I was going to say we should probably jump into talking about Cap. And um, first of all, I think we've lost Nitro. Oh, oh yeah, I, he's frozen. He's been sitting like that for a while, so either he's getting really good at that pose, or <laughs> he's just really concentrating on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he'll disconnect and reconnect back on. We'll give him a, we'll give him a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's let's so, jump into let's Captain both America. Of our, both of our fives were, um, it's, it's six, right? Uh, Avengers. Uh, yeah. So we. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nitro's gone. We'll be back in a minute, probably. Um, so both of our fives were Hulk. Yes, yeah, so right? both of our fives were Hulk. So what was your? And, and Nitro's four was Hulk. So and then my let's see my four my four is Thor. We already talked about Thor, so we don't have to talk about that anymore. Yeah, probably my four Thor as well. Yeah, I do enjoy that movie, but yeah, probably. And yeah, there's just like, all and all of these movies are are just good movies. Well, maybe with the exception of Hulk. Gosh, that's that's hard. Um, all right, I, just, I think I think it's a good movie, but yeah. All right, just got a message from Nitro just to let everyone know he'll be back on in a sec. His computer decided to restart on. Oh <laughs> um, no! <laughs> of course, I did it during the the podcast. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, and that's it. Overall, I think pretty much all of these movies are good movies. Like, yeah. The only one I so honestly, the only one I've honestly I got like all of them. So that like. You know, just because it's last on my list doesn't mean I don't like it or don't don't think it's a good movie. But yeah, like um, literally, so I think Iron Man Two is the only one I've got legitimate issues with. Um, but even at that, I like at certain parts of it. The other parts of it, I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoy. I find it a right. really good movie. Like even the final fight seems phenomenal. Um, yeah. So the final movies we've not talked about then um, are Iron Man, Avengers, Captain America: The First Avenger. Yes, because we talked um, about the other three. I'm actually, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom since Nitro's not with us right now. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was like trying to hold it and I was like, it's a two hour podcast. I'll be fine. But I have <laughs> to go to the bathroom really bad. So oh, and you go, man. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, be right back. I'll hold the fort down. Okay. Oh, Nitro coming back on us. All right, I don't know what's going on there, so whoop. I try to pull up my solo camera, and apparently that's not working. So, oh, all right. So hey, hey. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, so Isaac has just run right to the bathroom quickly while you were resetting. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we were just talking like the next movies to go on eight are like we've got about three left. So, um, okay. We did your joint like last one, which was like your six and five. Mm-hmm. What was your number four then? Because we were saying ours is uh, Thor. Incredible Hulk. Yours yeah, was Hulk at four. Hulk. Yeah, that's right. 
you said. I did want to go back to something that Ads had said in the chat a little earlier. Mm -hmm. He said if there was one character that you would take out and replace it with another, what would it be? I, I don't. I wouldn't take out a character. I would take out a movie. I would take out Iron Man two because I don't really think it adds anything to the overall mm -hmm. um, universe. I would take out Iron Man two and I would do a Hawkeye Black Widow movie. I think that that should have happened in Phase One. Yeah, um, and it's one hundred percent. Yeah, it's frustrating that it didn't because it, it would have been a really cool movie. I part of me wants to say take out Incredible Hulk because like literally, if you watch it without the MCU without that, it doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, probably the same. Probably Iron Man Two. If you were taking a movie out, if you were taking yeah. a character though, Incredible Hulk, because. I don't think you really need that introduction for it and the others are yeah. too integral but yeah i agree with you hawkeye was a big missing part from phase one like that little appearance and yeah we're just talking about a question we we're just talking about a question that um ads had thrown in there about um taking a character out of the mcu who would we take out and who would we replace it with and um, and we were both kind of saying like if we were taking a movie out it would be iron man 2 you're taking a full character out probably incredible hulk and, and i what... said if you yeah go ahead no on you go intro you're good man now i was gonna say if you took out iron man 2 i would replace it with a black widow slash hawkeye like team up type yeah, movie that would be that would have been fun to get an early you know yeah. early mcu like i know i know they kind of were introduced and and stuff in but uh, hawkeye wasn't though that's the thing he really yeah, he was, was, he was yeah Thor, not really Watch he was in Thor, and totally he forgot about that. Yeah, like he's yeah. in Thor briefly, which was a scene apparently which like shot and added later mm -hmm. to kind of show. Like, oh, he's here, and then yeah. what's the first introduction in the movies to him? He's mind washed for like the first half of it. Oh my god! The only time he's Another not mind washed is the final fight, and it's like, it's like, <laughs> and then Hawkeye. Like when you actually watch him in the later movies, he's probably one of my favorite characters. I love Hawkeye. I love yeah. Jeremy Renner's take on him. I'm like, yeah. So that that'd be a definite one to add. Um. Oh, you might want to hit your video off and back on Nitro. It's kind of like flashing in and out a little bit. Alright. Um, okay, hopefully that'll be good. Um, so yeah, so we're going into our top three then, with 20 minutes to go. <laughs> we're doing well. way too much about this. We really do. We've kind of touched on all the movies though. So We've kind of touched on them, so so what's our, what's our number three then? What's... We've, What's your number three, Nigel? Because your list's a little bit different from me and Isaac. Ours are fairly similar. So, what would be your number yeah, so, three? Sorry about the video. I don't know why it's popping green, but you can hear me, so we're, we're good to go. Yeah, uh, as long as we can hear you. Is Iron Man two? Um, I really liked Iron Man two. I liked the villain. I liked the actors. I thought Justin Hammer was awesome. And then we kind of went over this earlier. Yeah, we won't go. We won't go too in depth in that because we had a big talk yeah. about Iron Man two. But yeah, yeah. I'm assuming like the reason it was your number three is pretty much the reason that we liked the movie as well. It's like it, it was just the other stuff I literally couldn't overlook. It just it was so distracting. Yeah. I literally watched it a couple of days ago, and I'm like, "This is," I, I was like, "I hate Pepper Potts watching this movie." And I fairly yeah. like the character. She's a she's a fair enough character, but like I actually hate her watching Iron Man too. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons it's not higher for me is just the ad libbing. Like yeah. you are 100 percent accurate. It's just it's, awful. it's so bad. Yeah, it was awful. But it's like yeah, yeah, I all, all I'm gonna say is like if you want to watch how bad the ad libbing is in that movie. Watch the scene where she the first scene where she comes down and it has like workspace underneath the house, and um, like when she starts following him about the scene where he eventually gives her the company and makes her CEO. 
just watch the conversation in that scene. They talk yeah, over crazy. each other so much. Yeah, She's trying to be so serious, so on point, and he's just like randomly throwing stuff out, which Stark does. He throws random crap out. That's one of the yeah. things we love about yeah. him. And I, I noticed that during the um, when they're in Monaco and he's about to go um, race in that scene, like him and Pepper Potts are like talking at the same time for like a whole like twenty seconds, and it's like. Mm-hmm. What is going on right now? Like this yeah. is really strange. And you want and you want to see how much it changes. Watch the moment that she walks away and he's left talking with Justin Hammer and like the the reporter chick for the first one that he slept with. Like literally watch how it changes in that minute. So either a script came into play at that point or or he's just a much better ad libber with Downey Jr. than Gwyneth Paltrow is. I will, yeah. I will say the transition from their conversation into um into where he introduces Justin Hammer is hilarious he's he's like talking 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 all of a sudden he's like and my least favorite person on earth just yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was so funny that, it's that's so a good great transition from those conversations but yeah previous to that it's like they're just talking over each other the whole time and it's like oh okay this is really distracting <laughs> so that's your number three so what's yours isaac what's your number three maybe um, my number three and i'm almost sad i have to put it this low but captain america the first avenger is my number three Okay. Um, and I, I really like going back on it. I we've done on our Infinity Bros podcast. We've done total MCU like rankings, I believe, or maybe we did a top ten at one point. Uh, but Captain America: The First Avenger is not super high on my list on the on my total MCU um, watch through, and it's it's generally because it's a pretty campy origin movie or that's what i so thought like you know first watching it um and both captain america first avenger and thor just seem kind of rushed because they were i'm sure they were gearing up for avengers they just wanted to get those movies out there um so they they just they're not bad movies they just seem a little bit rushed and they could have put a little bit more time into them and captain and that for those reasons captain america is down at three but upon rewatch I was like pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at how how good this movie is, yeah. and there's there's just a lot of great things. Hugo Weaving is maybe the most underrated uh, uh, MCU villain as the Red great. Skull. He's so fantastic. Good. He's as amazing. The Red yeah. Skull. And it's it's sad that we didn't get to see him further, minus the um, non Hugo Weaving version of him in in, uh, in. Did he start in Infinity War? Infinity War and Endgame. Um, yeah. But it just, uh, man, he was so good. And the whole vibe, like the 40s vibe of that movie is awesome. Like, yeah. I, I love watching the Batman animated series, kind of like the gothic, like 40s vibe of that cartoon show. And I almost mm-hmm. got a little bit of that watching this, except for it was more like American y, you know, 40s, oh, 50s. That's a really good call. Um, yeah. 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 But like just going back and seeing that, it was, it was just really cool to watch. But, Again, uh, I have this down there because it is a little, a little campy, less so than I thought. Um, but there's some, you know, there's just a lot of like comedic one-liners, and the cool thing about those one-liners is they really, they're like period appropriate. Like Howard Stark has a lot of good one-liners in there that just seem to fit with the vibe mm-hmm. of the movie. But, uh, but yeah, so for that reason, I had it down, but man it's it's a really good movie i did notice a couple times like the cgi is good um but there is a couple scenes that i noticed the green screen in the background Mm. and you know like it it didn't ruin the movie for me at all for sure 
but yeah. when I notice it, that's that's when I know that you know they. And at, for the time, it probably was fine. Another one of those like things where they're probably limited to the technology of the time, but mm-hmm. it doesn't break the break the movie for me either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Chris Evans nails Captain America. His relationship with uh, Peggy Carter oh, is yeah. fantastic. Love it. Um, Tommy Lee Jones as Dude, the he's Star- awesome. sergeant. Like I forgot about him, and he's like yeah. he was my favorite part of the movie on this rewatch. Yeah. Like he's great. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of good. Oh, great lots of phenomenal actors in it. You didn't like him? No, I've seen a lot of phenomenal actors in it. It's like it's a oh, lot. Okay, of... yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I, I love it. So Nitro, so where does it come for you, Nitro? Since we're talking about Captain it's America, the next one. Yeah, it's, it's the next one on your list. Right above, okay. Because right all right, well, you tell your bit then, because I think like especially in the rewatch for this, this might actually be my number one. In all honesty, okay. it's like literally so, my number one. So. Oh, man, I, I totally zapped on what I was going to say. Oh, one of the things I really like that they do with Captain America is, like, they obviously show how courageous he is and, you know, how selfless he is and stuff like that, but they show how intelligent he is. Like, he thinks outside of the box. Um, like, the one scene that comes to my mind is when they have all those dudes trying to rush up the flagpole to get the flag, and he's like, hey, I'm just going to pull the pin out, and it'll fall. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, lo- I love the relationships that he has, and it's cool seeing it back in light of Endgame and the close off of the relationship with him and Bucky and you know Winter Soldier and Civil War and all that stuff because there's a lot of callbacks in those movies to this movie um, like when he says Bucky's about to go off to war and he can't go obviously because he's still Tiny Steve and uh, he's like don't do anything stupid when I'm gone he's like well how can I you're going to take all the stupid with you and that line is reversed in Endgame it's so cool um, yeah. But yeah, I thought they did a really good job of establishing who Steve Rogers is as a person mm-hmm. um, before he gets the Super Soldier Serum. And I thought just Chris Evans is just jacked, like beyond belief in this movie. Yeah, like, I've, I've got a total man crush. Total man crush in Chris that Evans. Was one of my complaints <laughs> when I first watched the movie is skinny Steve. Like, it just looks so funky because his head is yeah, like massive compared to his tiny body. Yeah. Just like was a little weird but it was cool how they were able to like yeah they, you know, they cgi his face onto the tiny body it just they should have warped a little bit to fit but yeah yeah <laughs> it's like i have this tiny little body and this chiseled jawline <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I loved i loved uh hugo weaving as as the villain i thought it was awesome i loved how they opened the movie in modern times um mm. and i think they closed it off in modern times mm. no admit it yeah they did yeah yeah, yeah they, they did, did. So that that was a really cool like uh, beginning and end to the movie, but yeah, I, I really like the movie. And like I said, I didn't I didn't like it as much when I first saw it. I remember, but having rewatched or having recapped it again, I, I remember it, it's it's a really cool movie. Absolutely, and I think yeah, this is definitely my number one movie. It's just even watching the movies back, like. I do. I absolutely adore the MCU's Captain America. I think Chris Evans done an amazing job. I just I love everything about the character, and like and I never thought of myself as a guy that loves the kind of you know the Boy Scout characters. Like there's even a point in Avengers like where like his character really starts to irritate me, and it's the only time in any yeah. movie like he really gets on my nerves. And like apart from that, That's like weed, I man, I'm telling yeah, you. it was it's clearly a weeding line. Um, <laughs> But like in this movie, like I just I loved everything about it. It's I love the setting in the forties. I love the fact how they portrayed that. I love the 
you know, even like the kind of almost sepia tone background to look at it because it gives you that old timey feel to it of like this this isn't modern age, this is a a different time and we're in the middle of a midst of war and all this stuff and you know, like even like the opening like you said, you know, like we get to see the the crash and they find him and then we flash back to what happened. Yeah. Handled handled much better than like I actually had this in my notes for like the Thor movie they did that. They did like the flashback thing like where Jane hits him with her car and then they flash back and like literally the same exact scene. Yeah. And literally the only reason they did that in my opinion is so that they could have Natalie Portman in the movie before the 30 minute mark because it's literally a 30 minute mark before she shows up again. That's honestly my opinion. Um, but it, it makes more sense for Cap of like, okay, well, this is, well, how did they get here? How did we get to this point? I think they show a really good, even less the way they portray like Little Steve, I'll call him Little Steve. Um, because like, even just like, he keeps trying to enlist and it's like, and it's literally in his heart and it's like, you know, Bucky even calls him out on it of, you're trying to do this, you're trying to, you know, prove, to everyone and prove it to yourself and it's like he's like no like these guys are literally going overseas and are literally laying down their life why have i got why do i owe them yeah. any less than doing the same thing you know and and also can we just speak about stanley tucci by the way as the dude, professor just how good a job he does he's phenomenal he's a phenomenal actor in general but i love the relationship between his character and steve rogers and this the two of them Great. are just it's such an amazing relationship. You get such a closeness from them and just the short time they're together on screen. And it's actually heartbreaking when he ends up getting killed. Yeah. You Dude, know, it's, it's like... It's hilarious when he's in the doctor's office and he thinks he's about to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts gathering his things to leave. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to sneak out with all this stuff. and. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I love the night before, like when he's about to get the super soldier serum, and like the doctor comes in to speak to him, and like and he, they pour the drinks. Like, what am I thinking? You've yeah. you've got a procedure tomorrow, and he's like, and he oh, so and he's like, so we'll leave it. Procedure. Yeah, so it's like we'll leave it for like after. Like, I don't have a procedure tomorrow. It's so good, and oh, the cast in this are amazing. It's like I, I absolutely I love Chris Evans. He was perfect casting for Captain America. But can I just can I just say how good Haley Atwell is as Peggy Carter? Yeah, I agree. She totally. is so phenomenal to the point of like they decided she was com- she was obviously meant to be like a one movie character, mm-hmm. yeah. and she did such a good job that they kept her around. She got her own TV show. She appeared in other yeah. movies. Like yeah. they kept her around and brought her back in the other cat movies. Which, and like, which by the way, like their her TV show was better than a lot of the other TV shows that Marvel has done, and especially on ABC. Oh yeah. And, it was I, such a good show. Yeah, it was a good show, and I'm 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 bummed that that one got canceled and not you know some other shows. Yeah, season was it season seven, out. season eight, uh, Agents of Shield at this point. Yeah, and I don't mind Agents of Shield either, but man, Agent Carter was not bad. So it was a real bummer that, that I enjoyed was. it. I thought it was good. I think she's a great actress. I think I absolutely adore her in this. Mm-hmm. I said we mentioned Stanley Tucci, Tommy Lee Jones, as you said, Lisa Sargent. He's he's great. He's a great kind of foil. Although, it's, although you, I did get mad at him at one point because it's like the whole thing of you legitimately have a super soldier and the doctor that created him gets killed, and then for no reason you decide instead of getting an army of super soldiers, I only got you, so I'm not going to use you. Yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of a weird what part. changed. Kind of like took it as like he was mad that or mad or grieving or whatever that the scientist that he was working on this project with for so long yeah. was you know killed so the project was dead 
see i take it put a lot of time into it so maybe he's just mad see i would take it as that if it wasn't for like then when captain america does show up at the camp like in his you know campy outfit for his show and he goes to see him like when he finds out that bucky's like group are the ones that have been taken and he starts giving him crap about like doing the campy stuff i'm like you have a legitimate super soldier and chose not to use him and somebody wanted yeah, to is... use him to do something and you're mad like you should be out here like you should be out here fighting with us he tried you said no <laughs> it's like but apart from that he's phenomenal and i total props one of the best mcu villains yeah, hugo weaving cool. as red skull is like and even he like the the, and even the cgi on that skull it looks so good it's good it what looks phenomenal and the second he steps uh into the movie like at that old church he's like mm. super menacing like and he didn't even have to like just his presence yeah and it's like and, and I, I love the way they portray it i love the whole thing of him and i love the fact of like okay there's this you know it's a scientific research section of the nazis and it's like and then he's johannes smith is basically like yeah hitler's not doing enough yeah. Like, yeah, because we don't have enough reason to hate you as being a Nazi like that. Yeah, Hitler's right. too weak and too pathetic yeah. at this. I'm yeah, going to do worse crazy than that. that he's like, you know what? Hitler's not doing it for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to do what Hitler can't do. Like, yeah. just the concept of that is like, what? Are we, what are we getting ourselves into? Oh yeah, and I, I love, I love everything about it. Like, I love. I love Chris Evans when he gets, you know, he goes in the machine and it's like it turns him into Cap. And I always love Haley Atwell talking about the scene like where Agent Carter comes up and she kind of goes to like touch him. That yeah. was that was not scripted apparently. Apparently she almost did that and then realized that she was in the middle of acting. That's Just randomly almost touched Chris Evans and I'm like, I I, I don't blame her. I probably would have. I probably would have as well. The guy's more jacked than I could ever hope to be in my life. I'm not gonna lie. Um. And like, and just the heart of him is just phenomenal. I, just, I love the whole thing up to the final, um, the final fights with like Red Skull. I love the scene where he goes to like free everybody and stuff, and then the final fight with Red Skull himself, which you know we see the Tesseract in action for the first time in this as well, which teleports him away. We obviously find out in Infinity War what happens with that. Yeah, I'm um, so glad they called back to that. Yeah, yeah I'm glad they cool. did because I think they realized like if we don't do it now, we're not going to get a chance to do anything with it really. I yeah. just remember in the theater, I was like, Whoa. "Oh yeah, they actually like, did it!" Yeah. I actually, it was, did. And it was really cool to see him come back. It, yeah, I yeah. wish it would have been as like a legit villain, but it was it was still cool. Just yeah. to see, just to kind of get a you know a bow on that one of showing like this is how it ended for him. Like it was just nice to get that. But seeing yeah, him come back closure. would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the final scene is like they try to. I even love the ending scene, like where they wake up Cap and he wakes up in the room, and like, where are you? You're in the recovery room. Like, where am I really? Just destroys the recovery room, yeah. like runs out. Because I, I just love even how he figures it out. Though he's like, yeah, the game that's on the radio that happened like such and such year, I was there. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, seriously, you couldn't even the radio. Exactly. You couldn't even pull a game from like the year he actually went into the ice. You pulled it from a few years before. Like, really, <laughs> seriously? And then those two armed guys come in, and I just love the next scene is him just flying through the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. Awesome. All right, so. We're rounding about two hours, so let's yeah. let's let's bring this thing home. So All right, what so were the, what were the what were the top two? So obviously, cross yours is Captain America. What yeah, so we'll go Iron Man left and yeah. So honestly, my one and two are probably interchangeable. Honestly, uh, one and two is I think I probably have Avengers at no, I probably have Avengers at one, 
and Iron Man at two. Okay. Like, Iron Man is probably the best superhero origin story like of all time. Agreed. Um, when you're talking live action films, it is phenomenal, and the fact that they did this um, with at the start of the MCU, like starting this whole franchise or vision, like it kickstarted um, this whole thing. Like without mm-hmm. Iron Man, you don't have almost any of the MCU. Like yeah. maybe you have Incredible Hulk, maybe you have a couple other um, individual movies, but you don't get the Avengers without this fantastic start of Iron Man. Yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. just and you know we talked about it before that Iron Man's kind of a c-list b-list hero before this he becomes instantly a household superhero name uh like kids love iron man because robert downey jr like brings him to life and now and now comics are even portraying iron man more as this kind of billionaire philanthropist playboy type of character oh yeah they changed them he was before kind of a hard-nosed like business like no nonsense type of Mm -hmm. guy um, so now they're like emulating him because he did such a great job at this role. Like, yeah. and and it all starts with Iron Man, fantastic movie. And I I don't really have anything bad to say about Iron Man. It's it's a great movie, hilarious. I think it's it's on my top ten of MCU movies. Maybe almost crawls its way into top five. It's pretty mm-hmm. close. It's it's right around that like five six maybe. Um, in my top 10 mcu movies and yeah like like i said there's there's so many good things about it um but i'll, I'll let you guys kind of talk about it more I've, I've probably already talked more than i should <laughs> so but really great probably like and that's what really gets me is that it's the best origin story um for for a character that really launched it into like mainstream media yeah so lots of good things about iron man yeah, I feel, I feel like we touched on a lot of this stuff, but um, I feel like everything about that movie is just off the walls fantastic. Like, even yeah. down to the color grading of the movie. Because I, I think what they did is, like like you said, they put there was almost like a sepia tone like overlay in, on Captain America, so it almost had like a vintage-type feel. I think the same thing with this. It was almost like a, it was almost like a blue filter on it, and it gave it like a fresh... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I feel the same way about Winter Soldier, but um, I think this Iron I think this Iron Man suit is the best out of mm. all the Iron Man suits. I, as far as how it looks, I think it comes across in the movie as something that's actually tangible. Um, yeah. There was a couple parts where I was like, "That he would be dead," but other than <laughs> that, other than that, like I, it's just fantastic. It, it gave you. A character that no one really cared about and it made you care about them and it made you want to be vested in them so much so that like the entire rest of the phase one was somehow they shoehorned every single character into (laughs) into his origin story whether it be a villain or you know backstory characters or whatever and i'm okay i'm not mad at that um yeah the acting was fantastic robert downey jr i can't imagine anybody else as as tony stark or iron man yeah yeah, it was it was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah you talk about like casting and the mm. the chance that they took on Robbie Downey Jr. because at the time he was, um, I believe, out of rehab and I, that was his. I don't know if it was his first role, but it was his first big role mm-hmm. out of like kind of the mess that he had made in oh, his yeah. life, and it really redeemed his whole acting career because he did some fantastic movies 
after um, he started as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just it just is really cool to see um, him just bring Iron Man to life, really. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like people don't realize just how big of a risk this was. Like Marvel was done. Mm-hmm. They'd sold off all their biggest characters, they were not making money. If Iron Man had failed, it was over. Yeah. They got a director, John Favreau, who also plays Happy Hogan in it. Um, he done an amazing job, but like he fought for Robert Downey Jr. He had a C-list hero that nobody knew about and nobody cared about and fought to get Robert Downey Jr. in it, an actor that the studio did not want to touch. Mm-hmm. He was like, he'd gotten so much hot water between having to go to rehab, between all that stuff, between speaking out against movies that he'd been in when he didn't like them, all yeah. this different stuff. He was not a guy that you wanted working on your movie. And it all came together to be this perfect storm. If Iron Man had not worked and had not been the success that it had, the MCU would not exist. Yeah. And it still holds up, I think, as one of the probably best movies in the MCU. It's still a phenomenal movie. It's still... Like I'm watching it this week is like it holds up. It's twelve years on, and like there's still nothing about it that I'm like, yo, that's aged really badly. Like, no, it's yeah, right. it's just a freshness. It's like fresh. It's a it's yeah. Just, there's something awesome about it. it. Like, yeah. and as you said, like his Tony Stark became such a big thing that it actually changed the comic books. They changed Iron Man Tony Stark in the comics to match Robert Downey Jr. because overnight he became a success and it relaunched his career. And it launched the MCU, which is why it's fitting that, you know, Endgame ends with him dying. It's like, yeah. that's why it fits, because, like, he is the bookend spoiler without... Yeah, spoiler alert for, like, a year and a half old movie that you can watch in Disney+. Plus. Um, you know, it's like, it's... But everything about it just worked. Everything about it was played right. Yeah. Like, can we talk yeah. about it as well, like, Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane? Oh, How yeah. underrated he is? Yeah. There's so I, many like, turns. Right? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm famous in the Infinity Bros for being the Infinity Bro who's probably watched the least amount of movies. So Jeff Bridges, to me, like I had never watched him in anything before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd watched him in Iron Man, and I thought he nailed that role. Oh yeah. I know a lot of people didn't really buy him as a villain just because of his previous roles in in other movies and stuff like that. But no. I thought he nailed it. Like I I loved him in this role. He played this like. Um, like he wanted to be he played off as this charismatic like ceo that everybody loves and you know blah 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 all this stuff and and or not ceo uh i guess but but like you know he he comes to tony as this like mentor type character and then turns into you know his villain yeah and i i thought he just did a fantastic job as as oh yeah it's iron monger right Yeah. yeah and and again this goes to the the um i think it plays to iron man's advantage that he was a a lesser known superhero in this because you know you could have come out like if you're batman and you come out with joker everybody's like oh all right here we go joker again Mm -hmm. you know but nobody knows ironmonger as a villain so like he could he could do his own thing and and create that character really uh on screen and i i thought he did an awesome job oh yeah he did phenomenal and like Jeff Bridges was amazing. I thought he was great as a villain in that. I thought he was a perfect foil for Tony Stark. It was a perfect yeah. introduction villain. Before we got bigger, before we started doing more stuff and everything that was to come, I thought it was a perfect introduction. And even the storytelling of how it came about, like using his original suit design when he escaped mm-hmm. and all that stuff, like 
I, I thought it was perfect the fact that he was the one selling the weapons like, under the table yeah. to the terrorists like everything every bit of it just fit perfectly it felt like a really well put together story for me it and was a, it was a super complex like there were so many levels to the story mm. like even even when like he when Obadiah Stane double crosses the Ten Rings, like I was, I was not, I did not see that coming, and I was no. like, "Holy crap!" I, and then like Tony yeah. Stark has Pepper go into his office and steal the stuff off his computer, mm. and then that, there's that tense back and forth, and it's so good, yeah. so good. Just speaking of the Ten Rings, like it, it always makes me wonder, like, did Kevin Feige have the whole MCU planned out from the second that he started? Was I think Iron Man was the first one that he was executive producer of because I don't think he executive produced The Incredible Hulk. But, like, did he have this all mapped out? Like, did he know he was going to eventually introduce um, Mandarin and Shang-Chi and, you know, all these other characters? Or did he just, like, know Marvel Comics so well? And he's like, oh, man, these guys are going to eat up these little Easter eggs that I'm going to put in there. And then, you know, just later, it just is like, oh, you know what? Guess what? We kind of put that little Easter egg there. Why don't we just develop that into a concept mm-hmm. like that that always like kind of goes through my yeah. head like man he he either way he's done a fantastic job with the mcu oh yeah and, and phase one was a perfect you know maybe not maybe i shouldn't say perfect but it was an amazing start to an awesome franchise oh yeah i mean it's amazing to see where it came like from phase one looking at where we are now like post end game world it's like it's came so far and you know, I think the Ten Rings was a great introduction. I've got to think that Mandarin was a conversation they were having because that's like Iron Man's most yeah. well known, because it's mysticism versus machine. That's the whole point yeah. of it. And, well, and that's another point to Iron Man. Like, man, if they had started off with Mandarin, because that's obviously Iron Man's most famous um, villain, then where would they go from there? Like, yeah. it was really cool that they went with Iron Monger and then Whiplash and Iron Man Two. Yeah. And some own, other guys and then built up to it you know i think so, they should have brought back these like terrorists the ten rings themselves i know they're coming back in shang chi like whenever that finally releases but like they should have brought that back and like the guy that was leading them shouldn't have been killed off he should have been injured there should have been a thing he's still alive and he should have then found one of the end scenes should have been him finding the rings like the legitimate ten rings they should yeah, have been setting up they should have set up for him becoming the mandarin in iron man 3 and not the is it Ben Kingsley? You know, Ben Three is another story that we yeah. won't talk about today. Oh. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like we're not. It's like Mandarin is not really Trevor Slattery, and it's not really what's his face as well, who can turn himself on fire. It's like how about actually having a mystical villain? Because that was the whole point: was mysticism versus machine. You had the Ten Rings. You had a guy set up perfect to be it, and unfortunately, what the MCU did a lot in the first couple of phases, they killed them. Yeah, you had a perfect setup for it, and I'm guessing that plays into the whole we'll do that as an easter egg but we're probably not going to touch it yeah i'll say like that's one thing that i've i've not been a fan of through all of the marvel movies is they seem very uh willing to kill off their villains and you know in comics villains come back all the time Mm -hmm. like it's like even if they die they come back so i I, that's one thing that i've not super been enjoying about marvel movies in general is they just they just seem so willing to kill off the villain and that's the end of the story. Yeah, so many great villains. So many great villains just wasted like that. And it's, yeah. And don't get me wrong, some of them it's cool that they did die off and some of them it makes sense, you know. Like I think of like even recent movies like in Ragnarok where Hela dies and stuff. 
it makes sense. Like, you built it up to make sense. But, like, why is Obadiah Stane not just in prison? Why is Whiplash not just in prison? Like, why are the first two big villains in the Iron Man movies not yeah. just in prison? Why are they dead? Well, and that would also give you a really good opportunity for, like, a breakout. Mm. of like all these huge yeah, villains and exactly. just have like a because that happens like, like every other story <laughs> there you go there's a great oh, guess like, what they broke out now we have to go round up all these villains again you know it's like but anyway let's jump into the the last movie we've not talked about because we kind of pushed it off I know Nitro kind of mentioned it it's at his bottom of his list and um, um, Isaac you were saying it's kind of number one for you it's probably I was going to say number two but after talking about Iron Man it's probably number three <laughs> Because I keep forgetting how good Iron Man is until I talk about it. I'm like, that's a really good movie. Um, we're going to talk about Avengers. This is number three, but for my list. But don't take it as a midpoint thing for me. This is sheer nostalgia when I watch it. Like I, I am never going to not remember the hype of yeah. going in to see the Avengers and for the first time realizing. There was a superhero team-up movie that had Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and Hawkeye all together. Yeah. And this was leading up to it, and it made sense. You'd built up the villain as Loki. Loki was the original first villain in the comics, so it was actually perfect to do it for this. Everything just fit. And by no means is it a perfect movie. There are things in it that are definitely wrong. There's, you know, as Nitro will say, there's a lot of weedonism in it. And I think some of it kind of works in this. Some of the jokes and stuff do fly. Some of the jokes just feel really awkward. Like, especially with Coulson talking to Cap on a couple of occasions, you're like, yeah, that's definitely written by Whedon. Yeah. It's like, you're trying to be funny and you're not. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, <laughs> you know, I hate the Captain America outfit in this. It's definitely my least favorite. It's It looks awkward. It looks weird. Looks like cosplay. It really does. It looks like a bad cosplay. It looks like bad I, cosplay, yeah, yeah. I've seen cosplayers that look better, you know? I mean, if, if somebody was going to give me the costume that was in the Avengers, I, I wouldn't, like, say no. I would yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, i definitely well, take it. it but... You guys are right. It's, it's, it's definitely the least, the be the worst Captain America outfit yeah. that he's worn, for sure. Yeah, but, like, nothing for me in the whole of Phase 1 beats that moment, like, and you know the one I'm talking about, the camera shot spanning around the six yep. of them right in the final shot and it just lands okay. with all six that's, of them on screen. Yeah, that will that will Avengers, always be man. one of the best MCU moments. I will put yeah. any moment in the MCU up against yeah. that. The only one that comes close to me is Cap with Mjolnir yeah, and the shield absolutely. against Thanos' army and then standing and just looking at them and then on your left when everyone comes out. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing in the MCU for me that tops it. Yeah. That moment of all them together and seeing them all having fought earlier coming together to fight against this it's like it's it, it's just so it just it hypes me every time it's not perfect yeah. but it's definitely up there yeah definitely and that's why it's number one for me like the nostalgia and the hype surrounding this first avengers movie and they like yeah like you guys were saying it's not a perfect movie there are some some gripes that we all have with it but man it was the first good uh, superhero team-up movie. I feel like that we mm. that we got like ever. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. and the Avengers. They're not even the biggest. Like they're not even the biggest team that should be that should be hyped from comics. Like I would even say X Men definitely should be better, and Justice League for sure should yeah. be better oh, yeah. as a team. 
which is why it was so sad that you know the Justice League movie was such a disappointment. But oh yeah, one hundred percent. You're taking you're taking a team that yeah, it's it's definitely well known, uh, but it's not the best team out there. Yeah. And you they're not even a good seller have... in comics. It's like they can't right. even sell yeah, a book yeah. to save themselves. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you you take this and you just I mean, for all that Joss Whedon, you know, that we don't like about his movies, he nailed this team up. Um, I think and and. The, for for it being such an early um, superhero movie, I thought like there was nothing better at the time. I was like so dang hyped for mm -hmm. for Avengers, and when it came out and the events like surrounding it, like that was when I feel like theater uh, movies were were like peak. Because uh, yeah. I remember, yeah. I think the first midnight premiere I went to was the Dark Knight. Gosh, when did that come out? That had to be twenty. 2009 or 2010 maybe or something like that oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember Is it later than that i don't remember yeah. but um i want to say early like, 2010s that's when yeah midnight premieres were like super popular like everybody was like buying their uh tickets beforehand so they could get to the theater and mm -hmm. and i mean pre-sales like might not have even been a thing at that time like you had to get to the theater early to get your spot to watch these midnight premieres mm -hmm. like event wise avengers and age of ultron um maybe into infinity war or this was like the peak of movie oh, yeah. theater uh movie viewings mm -hmm. and man like this this is why i look back on avengers and i'm like they have such good memories and the nostalgia surrounding this avengers and there's so many amazing iconic moments in this oh, yeah. movie that that's what really brings it up for me like mm -hmm. yeah there are a lot of things that they could have done better but um they they really the first team up movie that just nails it um you, you had the x-men you know before but you know there's a lot of things about those movies that we look back on and we're like mm, yeah they weren't the greatest movies yeah mm -hmm. um, but you look back at this avengers movie and for me it just it hits it right on the on the head that mm -hmm. this this team up movie was fantastic and like you're saying that shot where it just pans across and you see all six of them like uh, in that semicircle mm -hmm. it's yeah. like just yeah that amazing was like that was such awesome. a such a yeah. great moment and and the way they come together as a team at the end is just fantastic and goes into the the post credit scene where they're all sitting around eating shawarma yeah. in in the broken down shop like and yeah. it's just silence there's nothing yeah. there's nothing that has to be said they've done their job and they're sitting around and it to me that was just like yeah that was the perfect um post-credit scene or ending to um to that movie it was like just so so awesome so that's why oh. it's number one for me and like, fun bit of trivia for that shawarma scene by the way they actually filmed that later that was added in later really? that's literally why if you watch like chris evans was doing another movie and had to like you know like get his beards in for that and like so that's why the whole scene he's sitting like that sitting. towards the camera and you don't see his mouth it's because yeah, like they brought him back yeah. yeah it was snowpiercer that was it like and um, so like so i think he had like a prosthetic on for like the hair obviously so it still looked the blonde hair and um, but he didn't shave the beard so he sat like that that's why he's like that for the whole thing it's because they brought everyone back together to just do that because they thought that would be a funny little ending and they throw it in and everybody absolutely loved it i'll say one of my one of my favorite parts of the movie is the banter between Tony Stark and Loki, that scene where he lands in uh, Dark, oh, Dark Tower and they're just so going good. Back and forth. I love <laughs> yep. it. That's oh, so so awesome. good. That's one of the better parts of that movie. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll like to point out, like you guys mentioned, 
I mean, Loki, the character change from Thor to Avengers is very dramatic. In yes. Loki. And I think that's why you guys mentioned that you probably knocked Avengers down uh, for you a bit. But I, I love Loki in Avengers. Like, he's so sinister. And mm. I think that's, you know, because he, was a, he wasn't even a villain in the first Thor, mm. that's why he wasn't that way. And I totally get that. And it would have been better if they had like a movie in between where they could do some more character building. Like the, the shift is dramatic, yeah. but I love how sinister Loki is in Avengers. Like yeah. he's just like his hair is all slicked back, and you well, look that's at how him, he is in the comics, like, though. That's the Loki right. in the comics, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like I think he, but you he can... nails the the villain of Loki in this. In the this thing movie. is, you can you can pinpoint the change though, because like it literally yeah. changes during Avengers. Like if you watch those opening scenes where he takes over the guys, he first appears at Shield, and um, he fights Cap and Iron Man. All of that stuff is a sinister like overlord trying to take right. over the world. The moment he gets in the helicarrier, it starts to change, and then by the time the helicarrier scene's done, like that whole final fight, he is crap. He gets a crap kicked out him by Thor that he has to run away. He gets a crap kicked out him by Iron Man, by Hulk. Like, everyone beats him down in that movie. But that final fight, Loki is not a factor. Yeah. Well, and that's why... That's why... (laughs) It's a good character because that's the way he is in the comics. Like, he Mm. is... He's a powerful character. But if you put him up against Thor, if you put him up against one of the main players... I mean, yeah. he's not going to win that fight, you know. And and can we all um, just so appreciate that? that. A, yeah, I think that was a really good how they how they ended up beating him because you see that throughout that last fight, like you see him getting beat up by Hulk, you see him getting you know like <laughs> shot by Iron Man right before that whole battle starts going yeah. down. Like, Even Hawkeye he, gets a shot on him. Hawkeye fires an arrow that he like yeah, arrogantly yeah. catches and then it blows uh, him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I thought that was like awesome how they did that that he's he's not this powerful you know like villain that you end up seeing later in thanos where i mean they have to team up and they have to use all of them just to beat him alone Mm -hmm. where in this one i mean if if you get one-on-one they probably can beat they probably could beat loki you know yeah so i I thought that was just a really good like loki tom hiddleston is fantastic and i thought he played this um this movie fantastic there would have been it would have been nice to get more character development in between thor and avengers but i i really enjoy him in this movie all right so as much as we could probably keep talking about this i'm probably gonna have to call the podcast here since we're like nearly at two and a half hours at this point Um, (laughs) no hey this has been this has been awesome man this has been an absolute blast thank you so much for coming on the show isaac absolutely dude i think blast to be here and i'm glad we finally got around to doing it like yeah uh, we've been. I feel like we've been talking about this for such a long time, so it's finally. Oh yeah. It's awesome to finally like see it come. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think we need to do this again. I think we need to get the Infinity Absolutely. Bros back involved when we do Phase Two and talk about Phase Two. I'm definitely yeah, up for that. Awesome. Um, That'll be fun. So I'll I'm going to throw all the movies this time again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it in chat again just for everyone in case you missed it the first time round. And um, there is the website for the Infinity Bros, and there is their twitch youtube twitter instagram and facebook go ahead and follow them like them anything on there um, and awesome. if you're checking us out right now thank you so much for sticking and being part of the podcast and yeah, um, if you're not following us by all means follow us as well on here and if you want a chance to win that amazing giveaway that we talked about at the start of the show that amazing original piece of artwork uh, then make sure you subscribe to the channel so we can make sure we add you onto the list 
Um, if you missed any of this and want to catch up with it, or if you want to check out our previous episodes, go and check us out there on our YouTube channel. Um, all of our shows are archived there, um, along with any sort of gameplay stuff that we do on Comics and the Cross. I'm trying to archive it there as well. There's only a few videos up at the moment, as well as all the podcasts, but you can find it there, and then this week, this episode will be going up also. Um, so thank you so much for coming and joining us. Thank you for being part of this. Thanks, everybody. Absolutely. All right. Take care, and we'll see you all again next Sunday, everyone.